Radio Ronin Show is on the air. Billy Joel. Is Billy Joel? Dude, you confused Barry White and Billy Joel? <laughs> Don't go changing. <laughs> Those are very different. Wow. <laughs> one's from L.A., one's from New York, one's big and black, the other's little and white. Is Billy Joel a little and white? It's, 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 like a, it's little. the prime example of the Ebony and Ivory song. <laughs> Michael Jackson, Paul McCartney. Go Mac. Oh, Who am I talking to, for heaven's sakes? Who is that unknown voice with the strange accent coming through your ear holes? <laughs> His name is Chris the Brit, too, ladies and gentlemen. Say hi to Chris the Brit. Hello. Yeah, round of applause. Round, yeah. of, round, round of applause. All right, so we welcome Chris. Hello, mate. Thanks for being here. So we're gonna we're gonna talk to Chris here in a second. But first, before we do this, I want to send a very profuse apology to Matt Smith. Yeah. Matt Smith of the Matt Cave. So if you listen to the last show, here's what happened. Greg is uh, getting ready. In fact, by the time you've heard this, by the time this airs, I think he's home. Uh, he should be. Actually, yeah, he should be home. He, he's probably yeah. home and suffering from jet lag is what's happening. <laughs> jet lag and sadness. Oh, because he's back Aww. home. Um, but uh, but Greg, as of today, as of this recording, Greg <laughs> came to Chandler and he's like, I know I said I'd do every show. I don't want to. <laughs> it's like my last day. He's like, can I please just can enjoy I just this? Have, like, I just want to go enjoy it. I, I really go. Just Big. go, man. I, I totally get that. I totally understand it. Go enjoy yourself. Yeah. We will get a backup host. Uh-huh. We have a whole bunch of people in the wings that have all said, hey, we want to do this. And so we've got this big bowl and we drew a name and the name was Matt Smith. So we yeah. had we had Shane K. Daniels on and he did a great job. We've had Denver Robbins on. He uh-huh. did a great job. And uh, we were going to have Matt on. He was the guy that we pulled. And uh, we said, hey, Matt, guess what? Congratulations. You get to be a a guest host yep. on the Radio Ronin show. And he's like, I have COVID <laughs> and I sound like crap. We we're like, oh, no. He got it like, what, two days before we, we drew oh, the I name? Think, yeah, Something I think like it may, that. may have been a few days before. Yeah. He sounded like death. And so he goes, I can't do this. This is now keep in mind, Matt is uh, trained at the Dan. Uh, he's did you just get what are you doing? <laughs> I think I'm goggling on my own spit. <laughs> Is that what out. happened? I'm trying to cough, but not cough. There's no coughing. There's no coughing in Ronin. <laughs> he takes a no, big old totally sip of the Diet Coke. So anyway, oh, so... I'm back. It's just Chris. <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, so Matt's like, he's been to the Dan Patrick School of Broadcasting. He's got this fantastic sports podcast. And Matt is, I, I call Matt my second son. Yeah, I, I used to do Level 22, which is a video game podcast yeah, level 22 with, with, podcast Matt with Matt for years, and it was awesome. Uh, we know Matt well, and he said, yeah. hey, I want to be a guest host. We were like, okay, cool, we'll throw you in the, in the list. So uh, he's like, I have COVID, I can't be here. And we thought, well, we don't want to do this to the guy. We don't want to, we don't want to do this. He's here vacationing. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we, we always, whenever he's around, we put him to work. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and I always feel like such a shitheel for doing it. Um, you've seen him on Ronin TV and he has done a bevy. I dare say a bevy of Ronin episodes. Uh, but the last one that we did, he's, they got, he got lost. It, it was, it was the it was, corrupt It was file. a corrupt, the, the episode that shall not be named. It was an exceptionally risque edgy episode which i loved it was yeah. a highly politically incorrect episode which i believe people of certain nationalities were made fun of in a bear like a really bad way <laughs> yeah, especially the english 
yeah. uh, especially <laughs> the English. The yeah. English. Yeah. And uh, and Chris did a great job. And then we 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 recorded the episode and said, hey, thanks, everybody. We're done. We, we got in the car. We drove to Disneyland. This uh-huh. is a couple of months ago. And as we were driving, Chandler says, I'm going to edit in the car. Yeah. And as he's editing, he's like, oh, no. <laughs> the profanity that came from the backseat. Yeah, I was like, what? What? Yeah. Do I need to pull over? He goes, the show is, it just sounds like robots having sex. Yeah, it was completely garbled. Like, there were whole chunks where sometimes it was fine and then sometimes it was just awful. Right. And we were like, well, now we're, you know, we're in Barstow. Now what do we do? We can't redo it. We can't go back and redo it. Right. So we just lost it. And so Chris is like, he's the Henry Cavill of this show. Okay. Chris the Brit. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, he has the looks. He's 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 got a PhD in looking good. Yeah. Just, just not the physique. Uh, he's a, he's a damn good friend. Um, but I say this because Henry Cavill was the guy. He was Batman, and then he was fired. Oh. And then he got another part, uh, like James Bond, I think it was. It was and then James they, Bond. And then they removed Bond, yeah. him because he looked too young, and they got Daniel Craig. Right. And uh, and then he was somebody else. And they said no. He was, oh, I think he was in Game of Thrones. And they said no. Oh, that's right. And before yeah. he finally wound up being Superman. Uh-huh. Right? So that's Chris? Yeah, that's poor Chris. Because we've had Chris in I don't know how many times. <laughs> it is and a, it hasn't worked I out. Know. Fingers crossed. So on this one. we finally, we, we called him. We said, hey, you're here on vacation. Do you want to do the show? I'm so sorry to put you to work. He's like, what else is new? <laughs> um, and and here he is, Chris the Brit, too. Thanks for being here, man. Hey! Thank you. Thanks for having me back. It's uh, it's 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 a pleasure to have you here. So for those of you who don't know, Chris is a he's one of our best friends. He's uh-huh. a very very good friend of ours, and uh, we love having him around. And we've used him on a number of very highly rated uh, Radio Ronin TV episodes. Yeah, very Ronin very TV popular. Episode. Yeah. And, uh, and so, we, I, to me, this feels like a very easy fit. In fact, we've been sitting around in the house eating donuts because he brought over donuts. He did, so, so many donuts. He did three things. He came over and he said, yes, I'll do the show. Then he bitched about how much he had to drive around. And then <laughs> yep. he showed us something very, very cool that he found at the Disney outlet store. Which I didn't even know this was a, like a possibility in Vegas, like at all. Yeah, exactly. So, Chris, first of all, tell us about yourself. You live in Utah. I do, yeah. I live in uh, I live in South Jordan in Utah. Yeah, and and uh, do you want to say what you do for a living? Or you do not want. Um, to say what I, you do I work in construction. It's nothing. It's nothing special. You know, it is very special. He yeah. does a lot of really cool stuff with some very cool old buildings. You do amazing work. Yeah, I do like renovations, but I also do big construction, industrial. It's just construction. You know, it's a, it's a yeah. good time to be in Utah. It's a good way of making money. So that's why I do it. And, and you've been and, you've been in uh, you've been in uh, the states for how long? Uh, actually, it was five years as of the seventeenth of May. Five years. Wow. Five years, yeah. And um, this, I, can I talk about, I'll edit it out if not, but you are on the path to become an American citizen. I am, yeah. I applied for my citizenship earlier this year. That's Ooh. so cool. So it's already in. Yeah, I've been on a green card for a long time, and it's yeah. it, you have to renew it constantly. There's a lot of paperwork, and it's very expensive to keep doing that. So And scary. I remember I remember getting a call from Bren saying, hey, can you've got contacts in the, in the Senate. I said, mm-hmm, I do. Mm-hmm. Can you call these contacts because Chris is on the verge of being deported? We're like, what? And I was like, yeah, uh-huh. let's let's make some calls. And uh, and the calls I made, they were like, yeah, get in line, dude. Yeah, that's there's a lot of it, yeah. Even with with my contacts, they were like, yeah, we can't help you. Well, yeah. it, it's so. one of the positives and negatives about the immigration system in the U.S. If, yeah. if you're like uh, massively wealthy from a uh, you know a first world country or you're from a third world country, you get treated equally as badly. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you, you kind of long for the ride. All you can do is just you know put your application in, pay your money, right, and just right. wait. Your time and, and wait. Hope, hopefully you get an and interview. Hope for the best. So oh, yeah. it's luckily it's worked out well for you to this point. 
Yeah, I love it, being it's, here. it's worked out great, and uh, and we love having you here, man. He, he comes down to Vegas a lot. Yeah, and I love we, Vegas. We have lots of fun. Oh, um, I love yeah. this town. <laughs> so uh, you are you're into Star Wars. You're a very big Star Wars fan. Nerd. <laughs> Do not shy away from this. Is being a Star Wars fan is awesome. Yeah, That's there's a, a there's between thing. like a nerd and then a Star Wars fan. Like to me, they're, those are very two different well, things. Yeah, this true. is Chris is an '80s kid, like I'm an '80s kid, uh-huh. and and uh, being an '80s kid in England and liking Star Wars was a very dangerous thing. Yeah, we had to... We, Wait, really? We had, oh, yeah. Oh, really? yeah, you know, like, just that kind of whole sci-fi being, you know, being a fan of that kind of thing was never openly, you know, welcomed, you know, at school we were kind of picked on and bullied, whatever else. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. The same time as we all kind of got together, like, I have friends now from high school I'm still friends with now, big yep. up to Pete and Nick, um, big Star Wars fans like us, you know... I think I'll be listening, you should have them listen. We prob- shout, shouting out Pete and Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do what I can do to get them to listen to it. Well, <laughs> if they will and they won't, but these guys are awesome, the big Star Wars guys like me, you know, we've been to premieres, we'd always, you know, these guys are going cosplay and everything else. Did, yeah. did you cosplay? No, me never. No. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always wanted to, but I'm too fat. You're not, you're not too fat. I'm too damn fat. You're not, you were Batman. You're I, not too I, fat. I'd be fat Bib Fortuna. <laughs> is what I'd be. Bib uh, Fortuna the Vegas years. Yeah. <laughs> Bo Shuda. <laughs> Day Wana Wanga. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so anyway, so um, you found something, being the Star Wars fan that you are. Uh, we have a Disney outlet one in of, Vegas. One of a few left, because apparently they closed, I don't know how many, 90% of the stores. So the one the stores are, I closed. think they're all closed. I think they're all closed. I Unless they're so. an outlet, is uh, what it yeah. is. We, we found one in, uh, we saw one in New York. There's one in Times Square in New York. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we've also been to one in Destin in Florida. Because okay. I think Bren's family right. has, has property nearby. Right. And there's one in Vegas, the three that I'm aware of. Okay, so why are we talking about this? Why are we talking about this Disney outlet thing in Star Wars? Um, for those of you, and there's a lot of you, we, we hear from you every single week that come down to Vegas. Right now it's summer vacation time. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, this is the off season for Vegas. A, a lot of people may not know this. When Memorial Day hits from Memorial Day to Labor Day is actually the off season for Vegas because it's so hot. Yeah, everyone's like, no, we're, we're staying so, where we're at. We don't need to get away from the cold or anything. And yeah, you, people just stay put, which is crazy. Now, when you live in Utah, you still come to Vegas. Either you're passing through, you're driving to Disneyland, or you're going wherever you're going, San Diego or whatever. Uh, and a lot of people come through or they just come here to play for a few days and then they jet back up to Utah. So uh-huh. uh, for those of you that are coming down and you're a Star Wars fan or a Disney fan, go check out this outlet. Um, it's in the, uh, there's an outlet mall that's kind of by the stratosphere. It's it's by the uh, the, the global uh, convention center. Oh yeah, the, the yeah. world, glo- yeah. The it, world the world economic convention forum or something. I think something they call it the like North that. Premium Outlets in it Vegas. Is. Yeah, is, that's what, is that what it's called? That's what it's called, yeah. yeah. So, you got the North and the South Premium Outlets, but this is the North, so it's it's just off the I-15. Now, normally right. we talk about how scary North Vegas is, and this is, this is definitely a place you don't want to go to at night you know what i mean but it's, you can you can go to it during the day and be just fine okay. the south outlets don't just, ever don't, go just to never go there never go there listen to us just never go to the south unless your affairs safe. are in order yeah <laughs> exactly so, uh, but but the these outlets are actually great in the day i would i would caution people against going in this area at night the uber drivers don't go there at night yeah. but in the day it's totally cool you're fine yeah so they have a disney outlet there and and uh if you're a star wars fan they had something chris found something and this is why we're talking about this right now uh, he found a very rare collectible at this outlet, and apparently they have a bunch. Yeah. They have a bunch of these things, which I was shocked about because this came out at Doc Ondar's and was gone immediately. Uh-huh. And they're going for, how much of these are, are, these are going for how much online? Uh, brand new, unopened, about $1,300. Uh, $1,300, $1,400. $1,400, brand new. Uh, you got yours for how much? Um, it was listed at 280 
<laughs> wow. And I got it for 250 with discount. So what is it? Yeah. Basically, uh, I'll, the backstory is that about a year ago, um, they released a, a Walker Legacy lightsaber set, and it's a yeah. Leia Organa and Luke Skywalker from, you know, episode seven, eight, and nine. Uh-huh. Right, right. Not that popular, but um, it was a limited 3,000 box set, only 3,000 yeah. in the world. Right. Um, you had to have a reservation for them, so if you didn't right. have a reservation... You were just screwed. You uh-huh. were screwed, so you had to yeah, get a yeah, reservation, yeah. and all these YouTubers were getting reservations and going there and doing these yes. box openings. So it's one of one of three, you know, one of 3,000, and yeah. I walk into the Disney outlet store, and there's just like a plastic box with one in, and I'm thinking, oh, it's display only, so uh-huh. I, I speak to the manager and say, hey, do, do can you, I buy this? Can I buy this? He says, well, I've got one in the back if you want it. You're like, whoa! And I'm like, whoa, what? Whoa. T- take my money. I don't care. Take my <laughs> yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So bought it, whatever else, and I was just can't believe what happened. I'm stunned. You just yeah. you just brought it over to uh-huh. the house. It's this really cool wooden box. It's got a rebel insignia on it. If you're a Star Wars fan, it's very cool. And inside, it's a replica of what Ray buried at the end of the Rise of Skywalker. Correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you've got Leia's lightsaber and you have Luke's lightsaber, which was is it? It's the Jedi lightsaber. It's the it's Jedi lightsaber. It's not so the Anakin one. It's not the Anakin one. So if you remember, it's the same. It looks similar but slightly different to Episode oh, oh, Four yeah. when Obi yeah. when oh, yeah. Obi Wan gave it to Luke, and then you've got the one. What he loses in, in you know, an episode, uh, episode five, right, 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 and then it's the one that you see him kind of, you know, toss basically. No, you know, I don't, you know, don't want to talk about. Let's that. not talk about that. We're not going to P- talk PTSD, about that. Yeah. That's too much. Well, Ooh, keep in mind with yeah. with the normal Doc Ondar's lightsabers from from Disneyland yeah. and things like that. They come in like this plastic case that opens up and it usually has like the insignia of whoever, like the Jedi or yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Darth mm-hmm. Vader or whatever. Right, right. And it opens up and it's got like this felt thing. Chris, this looks like a shipping crate. Like it's made it out of wood. It weighs a ton. It's limited edition, right? And it's massive. And Chris handed to me. He's like, "Hey, mate, hold this." And I. I nearly like fell over. Oh, with I it. dropped. Yeah. I almost dropped. Did you really? Well, it's so he heavy. goes. He goes here. It's heavy, and he. I only have my fingers on the corner of it, and it, it immediately kind of went flaccid. <laughs> it, it kind of dipped. <laughs> it kind of, and I was like, oh! And he hurried and grabbed it, and he goes, "Dude, you're like twice my size. Why did you? Do, what's wrong with you? It's just big I, hands but weak fingers. Oh, I don't know how man. that works. So you've got. Do you want to open this up right here? Do we dare open it um, like live on the show? It's it's insane. Yeah, it's waiting. actually very very. I've, cool. I've been waiting because it's one of these things that um, people don't realize that it's actually a music box as well. So when you open it up, it plays it, like Star Wars. It music plays like the 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 the, the Skywalker theme tune. Oh, we like, have to see. If we, yeah. we have to see if this can happen. My my one fear is because this came from an outlet. Like I don't know <laughs> if, if Chris is going to open this up and it's going to be like this big monologue from Obi Wan or like uh-huh. Luke, but it's going to be in Japanese or like Spanish or something. Well, he's going to open are. it up and it's going to go Pikachu. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not going to be the right thing at all. So be like, it. You should grab it. It's going to be like a plastic head of Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> which would actually be kind of cool. I would let's, actually let's, be cool with that. All right, so this is. I need to open it first. So just give me a second. All right, yeah. We'll make it. We'll add it. We'll make it. All right. We're in. Hey! We're in. Oh, he's finally hey! got through the cellophane. Ugh. All right, here it's we go. It's about time. It's, it's very That's, heavy. It's, do you, seriously, do I need it's to like hold it for you so box. you can open it? Maybe. Yeah, here, thing, it uh, hold it up to the microphone in like, case it makes a noise. Okay. Just say it's maybe like about 18 inches long by about 10 inches wide, and it weighs about 25 pounds. It's about 25 pounds, realistically. So here we go. It's got a little metal clasp right, on it. It's got a latch on it. It looks distressed. Here we go. Ready? 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 Here we go. Oh. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, my gosh. I have the chills. I have to go buy one. Come on. Oh, dude. And the lightsabers are wrapped in like a leather and like, like, it's, like a, it's like an orange fabric, like like Ray wrapped the lightsabers in when she buried him at the end of the, the movie. Even though it's not a good movie, it's still really cool. Oh, <laughs> I am never going to get bored of opening this box. <laughs> that is so cool. That's, so that's so he just unwrapped the cellophane and he just opened it up. And this is what happened. 
okay. you have like a metal plaque like in, in yeah it's it, actually um uh, it's 2316 of 3000 wow you got what 2016 uh, 2316 20, of 3000 so you when you're do people know this with collector with numbered collector items you either want a really high number or you want a really low number yeah it's all the numbers in the middle that you don't want uh-huh. so, with guitars it's the same thing guitars are the same thing um, so like, uh, it, it, that's, that's actually more valuable than one that's in the middle. It is. Yeah. That's cool. Chris, you did good, man. Bravo. I did great. Yeah. I'm glad yeah, you closed you. that. Cause I was about to I, burst into tears. I uh, I'm so glad that Bren dragged me to the outlet malls. <laughs> you were, Holy you were pissed. Right? I like, regret I nothing. <laughs> I don't want to go to this damn thing. So uh, anyway, Chris, the Brent is here. Thank you so much for doing the show. Uh, we're going to see Chris more on Ronin TV and, yeah. and he'll be around the show more, of course. Uh, and, uh, we're excited to have a Brit here because we've got a lot of we've got a lot of stuff to talk about it's, that would be applicable to you man it's kind of good timing yeah uh the queen's jubilee is happening which apparently is uh, this is new to me i I've, i don't know anything about this until this year i am fascinated with the royals uh-huh. as you know um i'm fascinated for a variety of reasons interviews i've done in the past and because i was also detained at buckingham palace <laughs> for a short time i mean that's fair long story i was in flip-flops i'll talk about it later <laughs> But this is, uh, but I'm, fa- I'm fascinated with the Royals. Uh-huh. And because I'm fascinated with the Royals, I would like to talk about this here for a minute because cool. uh, there's a lot mm-hmm. of big stars that are going to be there. Of course, one of my heroes, Nile Rogers, yeah. and his hitmaker are going to be performing live. The Queen has class. What at, can we at say? The, the Queen's the, Jubilee. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. She loves a bit of the hitmaker. So, um, so tell us what they do this. They, how does this work, Chris, in England? What What is a Jubilee and what do they do? So, this one is obviously the Coronation Jubilee. So, it's when she, you know, when uh, George VI died and she took over the crown, which is 1952. It's been 70 years. She's the longest. 70 years. She's a, uh, the longest reigning monarch in the world ever to ever. date, kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's 70, it's the Platinum Jubilee, which is kind of this year. So it's been four days of celebrations. There's been parades. There's been flyovers by the RAF, the Royal Air Force. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, There's yeah. been people putting bunting out. There's been street parties. And people are, you know, really getting into the spirit of, you know, a 70-year reigning monarch. And so, so do, do they do this every year? Or is it like no, because no, no, it's no, the no, 70th? No, no. It, it's the 70th. So we had, we had a, uh, I think there was a... Um, it's like every decade. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like On a 60th, average, yeah. 50th. I remember when the 50th happened, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. Because I think that it was about that time that she was also being asked to make a statement about Princess Di or something like that. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. I can't remember that. Is that maybe that was, maybe that was long ago. That was, that long, was further long ago. than 20 yeah. years ago. Huh. Um, anyway, so, uh, so many questions. Mm-hmm. We have a very international audience uh, in terms of the, the geography, but also Ronin, um, Ronin faithful, they travel. Yeah. That's one thing that you'll know about a Ronin listener is that they travel constantly. They get out a bit. They get out a bit. And they're always, you know, Jean Marie is never mm-hmm. home. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know if she owns a home. She's never there. <laughs> yeah, she's a nomad. You know, she's she, yeah. her and her family are always out traveling. Uh, and there's a lot of you that are like that. Jerem is traveling yeah. all the time. Jerem uh, living in Brazil. Thurston, Thurston. Yeah. Great, great dude. Um, so I have questions about this. So first of all, do uh, do the English like the Royals? First of all, because I'm fat, I, I think that I think it's awesome. I think it's so much fun. I think it's a generational thing. I think my parents and my grandparents are very royalists. They they okay. enjoyed it. They had like is silk. that what they're called royalists? I guess so. It, it, I think that's what the term's been used. They okay. have like commemorative plates and cups and things, and that was kind yeah. of very popular. And I know that you know my my uh, my biological mother was very much into kind I'm of going that to as bring well. Out my tea set, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. William his <laughs> face on the tea set. Yeah, we don't. We got the Edward and Fergie one. We don't talk about that much. Though, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, so, and then as you kind of get, 
younger and younger and younger, like the, the current generation. They don't care so much. Yeah, what, what the news is reporting is that they're not as popular as they were. You know, the monarchy doesn't hold the same kind of value. Uh-huh. But at the same time is people understand the, the financial value of the monarchy because it brings so much tourism to the UK. So it's a very important part of our history. Oh, it and is. it's also a very important part of kind of, you know, the, the, the gross national product. So I, I was talking to Tim Hemingway about this. Tim, um, Tim is also fascinated with the royals. And we were having a, 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 a for two grown ass men, a way too in-depth discussion about this. And I said, so why is it that the, the, that the Brits continue to hang on to the monarchy? Like, why don't they just overthrow them? Why don't they just at some point just go, okay, this is an outdated concept. We no longer need this. And he said, well, it's actually not that simple. Uh-huh. Uh, the British people couldn't if they wanted to because it comes down to proper property ownership. This family owns the island pretty much. They own a huge proportion of the island. Yeah, I so actually they, didn't they, know they this. Own yeah. it. That's where the really? monarchy comes from is that they actually own the property in which the government functions and people live. That, like you huh. have a subdivision. Yeah. Oh, the queen owns that subdivision. I had no clue. That's how well, they. That's why it's they often are owned by, not by the queen, but also by the government as well. So, I, in my other job in a previous lifetime before I moved over here, I ended right. up having to build in London, and my landlord would be the prime minister. So I'd have to basically go through all the stuff. And at the time, it was kind of Gordon Brown, and you know, oh, a yeah, long, yeah, yeah. long, long time ago. Right, right, right. So other times, you go a bit farther out, you might find that you know it's actually not owned by the Queen, but by a lord or an earl or somebody who owned who, property. Who is affiliated with? Who's affiliated? Family. Who's been gifted the land in the past? So it is complicated. Um, right. But at the same time, is the Queen and how the Prime Minister is on one side, who's in charge of running the country, the economic country, basically. Yep. Right. All things political, all things international. And the Queen is responsible for the religious education, the religious well-being of the people. Right. So oh, church and state okay. are totally separate. So the Queen still, even though she's a figurehead of the country and she's the monarch, yep. is still in charge of the religious, you know. Right, because of, because of yeah. Henry VIII. Exactly. It was Henry VIII and the Protestantism and him him not being okay with the Pope. It was and, like you know, Oliver Cromwell. It was the Church, yeah. it was it's a, the church it, of England. It was, right? Yeah, separation of church and state. So, uh-huh. you know, we could, we could go into Henry VIII. That's a totally different story. Yeah. So I went and saw Henry VIII's armor at the Tower of London, and he had syphilis. He had a lot of things going on. Henry syphilis. VIII was a fat bastard, uh-huh. and he had syphilis. He was not the good-looking guy walking, uh, what was his name? No, uh, Jonathan Reese. No, that, that was Reese Davies now. Oh, yeah. John Reese Davies. <laughs> uh, from from Tudor, so the, the Netflix show. Oh, yeah. He was well, in Mission Impossible, too, that guy. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, it, the Tudors, by the way, go watch the Tudors if you've never binged that series. Series. Really good. Speaking really good of Henry series. Cavill. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I would highly encourage everybody to watch it, but I his codpiece, Henry VIII's codpiece. Oh, oh, no. I could put my whole head in that codpiece. <laughs> That's one hell of a codpiece. Yeah, I've got a big you, head. you got a big head. And I could put that, uh, I, got, I have an 80-pound head. Can you imagine how bad that syphilis was? <laughs> That's oh, a, so this is like yeah. this. Is, it's not a replica. Like that's his. That's no, no, his no. real. Like that, his boys were in there. No, that was his. Uh, that was his, that was his armor. And oh, that's wow. one of the coolest things about going to the tower. It, it sucks because you can't really take pictures. Uh-huh. And I, I it, it, the the gems and the jewels and the stuff that you see, the royal, the crown jewels, uh-huh. the royal jewels that you see, uh, and the history that you see when you go to the Tower of London, uh, it, it it was too much for my brain to comprehend because mm. they look like they're plastic. Yeah, I'm sure. Like even These like going like, from like Disneyland or something, you're kind of like desensitized to like, oh, that's pretty. But they're like, no, that's yeah, real. Yeah, like, it's, it's like when you go old. to Frontierland, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, no, so this was uh, like looking looking at these jewels. It was really really surprising to me because you, you're you're on this kind of moving sidewalk, and you can tell that there are feet of bulletproof glass in between the, okay. you and the jewels. Okay. okay, and as you're looking at them, they don't they look like the jewel in Titanic. Uh-huh. 
the 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 heart of the ocean is tiny compared to these wow. diamonds that you're looking at. Really, uh, price it's absolutely priceless, and and all of the history that's there. Um, it, it turned me into a fan of the Royals. And you're not allowed to like take it pictures of me, any of this. You're not thing. allowed to photograph anything. Okay. And if you do, you're you're beaten down by a by a beef eater or a Bobby or something. Actually, the 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 Tower of London, actually the Chelsea pensioners, they're called. They're all ex-military guys, and they're like guides right. as well. They're all very heavily trained. Yeah. Uh, they've retired from the military, but the guides, you know, they protect it. They make sure people are respectful. And you don't you don't mess them. with them. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, they're very knowledgeable, nice guys, but they they will say something if you step out of line. Wow. So quick story. I went there to do, I was researching a film and I was working on a film while I was there. The first time I went to the tower, I was working on a movie uh -huh. and uh, went there with uh, Liz Fair, the, the artist Liz Fair was there at the same time okay. and I ran into her and she's like, hey, what are you doing? You, are you going Are you going on the tour? So yes, well, let's go together. Uh -huh. And it was kind of a fun moment for me because I'm there with this this singer, Liz Fair, who's an alternative singer. She's not around anymore. Unfortunately, she's really cool. And um, we're, we're getting ready to go into the tower and one of the beef feeder goes, Oi, Junga! <laughs> What? Are you kidding me? I just got noticed by a beef eater, and Liz Fair thought that was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and I said, "Hey, you, you know me?" He's like, "Oh man, I'm a big fan, man. I'm a big fan. It's good to see you. Like, Can I get a picture? Let's take a picture." And uh -huh. so I'm taking a picture with a beef eater, and I said, "How did you?" He goes, "I used to work at Squatters." <laughs> I said, what? Yeah, I lived in Salt Lake for a long time. I I, 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 used, I used to work at Squatters. Are you kidding me? And you're like, uh... I was like, oh, this is not so cool now. Yeah. <laughs> like if a beef like eater asked you who you are, it's either going to be infamous or famous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, the tower is actually very cool. I highly recommend everybody go check it out. But it turned me into a huge fan of the Royals. Uh -huh. So the Jubilee is there's everyone who is anyone is going to this Jubilee. Yeah. Right. That's and and do the, are the people of London excited about this? Or are the English people excited? From what I've seen on the TV and you know just stuff on the news and my parents that people have really rallied around this one because you got a parent she's ninety six years old and right. You don't know seventy how years. On yeah, the seven throne. years on the throne since mm -hmm. nineteen fifty three was the coronation. Obviously, she was you know not crowned in fifty three, but she ascended to the throne in fifty two after George right. the sixth died. Right. Oh, right. Wow. And she didn't want the throne. She was never expected to take the throne. Okay. Well, she, her father died really ill. Like, uh, George VI died. He had um, he was a heavy smoker, had lots of health issues, had a lung removed in the in yeah. the early 50s, I believe. And the stress of the war as well. Yeah. Paid well, really he, was, too, right? he was yeah, never expected yeah. uh -huh. to be king. No, because Edward, Edward VIII was supposed to be king. And he basically... His brother. He abdicated because he basically was dating and married a two-time divorcee called Wallace Simpson, an American lady. Yeah, an American lady. And, and, the, and, and so and he gave it up for love. This yeah. is crazy to me. Oh, it's awesome. The financial yeah. institutions and the religious institutions and the government did not like that he was dating a divorcee. Wow, an American divorcee. Keep he in mind, this is in the 40s. 30s. Yeah. No, 40s. This is in the 1930s. Oh, 30s. 30s. Okay. Yeah. Because he abdicated uh -huh. in 36, I think. Don't quote me on that. 36, and then obviously right. George VI took over, and he was only in power for 14 years before he died of lung cancer. Yeah, and so her dad was never expected to take the throne. Uh-huh. Yeah, it he was. was. Edward's, it was Edward's kids that were expected oh, to succeed okay, him, okay. but the kids never never yeah. came because he was gone. Yep. So, <laughs> so all of a sudden you you get, I mean, it's it's hard not to think that there was some sort of divine intervention at work here because she has been... Think about what she led that country through. Yeah, World War II. Yeah, well, the the rub, the, rub, the rubble. Her uh -huh. and her dad. Her dad led them through World oh, War okay. II. But out of the ashes and the destruction of England in World War II, her and Winston Churchill had to rebuild everything. Wow. And look how prosperous and amazing that country is. Mm -hmm. I love England. I could move to London tomorrow and would be very, very happy in the same way that Chris has moved here. Yeah. 
Right. I, I think Chris needs to take us on a tour. To be honest, like like oh, Panda's yeah. going to take us to uh, Greece. I think I think Chris needs to take us. I'll do that. I like you yeah. know the the UK isn't just London. Everybody, there's there's a whole yeah, there's England, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales, and I recommend going to see as much as you can of it. Yeah. Well, Scotland's a motherland, and I've never been. Even though I'm a lord, I, I still have never been. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've so, been trying to convince you to tell me where the tree is so I can go and claim it under the tube. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. I can't find my certificate. Oh, don't, well, Plant the flag. Yeah, I, lost it, I lost it in the move. Well, that's so that's so here's the, so here's the thing. Um, I, I'm gonna be watching this. I, I know like a lot of the world is going to be watching. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Nile Rodgers is going to be performing. Yeah. Which w- Nile Rodgers and his legendary hitmaker guitar, of which we have one. <laughs> uh-huh. Two. Um, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I got one as well. So I, I got one. Bucket list guitar. Chandler says this is the best guitar I've ever played in my life. I'm I, selling all my other shirts. So Chandler like, sold one. a whole bunch of guitars <laughs> so that you can buy one. Yep. Uh, so Perfect. now we have two. Yep. And uh, and so it's going to be exciting. Why did Nile Rodgers get the nod? Do you, do you have any clue, Chris? As to, I mean, out of anyone, I would think that it would be like... Oh, man. Think about all the Brits that could play. Like Paul McCartney, Sir Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. Why I, Nile Rodgers? I have no clue. I, I you know, it's, uh, I know we chat about this off the air very, very briefly, but I can't put my finger on why it's Nile Rodgers. But I understand why it should be Nile Rodgers, because he's internationally known. You know, the hit makers we discussed has been right. on thousands, millions, tens mm-hmm. of millions, hundreds of millions of albums. Right. And he's just an amazing live performer. Um, yeah. I know that we were talking, you, you showed me a, a quick extract on off a, a website which showed the stage directly in front of Buckingham Palace. This looks gorgeous. It's so, white it, and oh, purple. Yeah. White, it's very yeah. modern. It's, it it looks is. gorgeous, yeah. And it's straight down basically in front of the palace and it's front and center. You know, it, 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 it's not as big as the palace, but it, you take a step back, it dwarfs it. Yeah. And I'm like, they're really making this a visual presence as part of this kind of the final days of the of the, the ceremonies and all the all the parties and pomp and circumstance. Yeah, but I would, I would I, encourage I everyone to watch it. I can tell you why, but I'm just happy yeah. he's there and I think it's a real piece of class to actually have him there for that Jubilee. Yeah, I, I think I, so too. And I think the cool thing is like, we, we've talked about this on the show, even like the history of the guitar Patreon, the bonus episode that we did, how funky music and disco and all of that is really kind of coming together a lot a more since, since the pandemic really right, right. but if you look at like the big rally I believe there's a huge uh, charity concert for Ukraine right when the, the war broke out Nile Rogers was the headlining act with Sheik yeah, they asked, they they asked, asked Nile Rogers to headline to the Ukraine to bring in millions of dollars to send money to Ukraine and he brought in millions of millions dollars millions of yeah. dollars and now he's you know doing this for Sheik and it, how old is he he's in his he's 60s in his, he's in his 70s yeah. Yeah. He looks good though. Holy cool crap, he looks that? so good. Three time cancer survivor. Yeah. yeah. By the Unreal. Way. Recovering addict and three time cancer survivor. And so. at his 60s, he's doing all this amazing stuff. It's yeah. just such a cool story. And really, 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 really uh, impressed. And, uh, and and I think it's uh, cool that he got the nod. I know that he is the director of Abbey Road. <laughs> Maybe that's that's true. Yeah. studio. Yeah. He is the, the curator and the, the guy who's the boss of Abbey Road, mm-hmm. in addition to all his other mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but anyway, it, it's going to be a good jam. Every Everybody should check it out. I don't know who else is performing. One thing I do know is that the Kardashians are not going to be there. <laughs> is there a story so, here? <laughs> yeah, I think the, the Kardashian, Kim Kardashian got turned down by the Queen. And Pete Davidson, they got turned down, and I think that's so well, kick-ass. I, 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 I haven't heard this. Did they, did they like ask, like, hey, can we go? Yes, yes they oh, did. did they really? yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, their people, their quote-unquote people reached uh, out to the Queen's people and said, we would like tickets to the Jubilee. And uh, <laughs> the, Queen's, the, Queen's, uh, the Queen's representative said, Wanka <laughs> and and no, that was it. That was it. I think it's a real class act piece from the Queen. I'll be honest. Even if she had nothing to do with it, I'm hoping that she did. Bren has a theory about this. Okay, about yeah. why uh, Kim and Pete Davidson were not allowed to go. She reckons that the Queen's actually a Kanye West fan. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Without Yeezy, he, he's, is, a Yeezy it, it, he's a Yeezy. He's a Yeezy fan. He, he, Yeezy's on his way in. 
Pete Davidson, Kim Kardashian, out. Could you see there? Could you see the queen with her little dogs and her feather pen going, I ain't saying she's a gold digger. <laughs> Talk my money. But she ain't messing with no broke. So, uh, queen. Yeah. <laughs> queen. Anyway, I, I, think it's, I think it's so awesome. And they said, well, we're going anyway. And what? Kim Kardashian's people said, well, they're going anyway. It's the first time and she's they, been told no I, I, in her life. Yeah. Her people came out and said, Miss Kardashian doesn't get told no. Yeah, see? They're going anyway. <laughs> Holy and crap. And the queen was like, no. And so they're not, they're, they're, they've made it they're very clear. Banned. They're not going to be allowed in, which I think is the coolest thing. I was so happy about That's this. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, that just I, made my entire day. I, we used to have, uh, we used to have, who was the, which one, which Kardashian is the smart one? Is it Chloe? I think it's Chloe. I think, it's, the, I th- I think the, not the one that's OJ's kid. No, the the business guru, the one who's got the cosmetics Chloe. company. Yeah. It's Chloe, right? It's the, so the smart one. We used to have Chloe on the show. It was like once a month. She was oh, wow. on all the time. Okay. Uh, I don't know how many people remember the, the uh, on the old radio show, we used to have Chloe Kardashian on a lot. Mm-hmm. And now she's dating Travis Barker, another guy we know really well. He's a smart dude. Yeah, Listen, people are kind of scratching their heads over that and uh, knowing Chloe and knowing, even though I didn't know which what her name was, (laughs) having her on the show, but knowing Travis Barker, I can totally see that relationship being amazing. Yeah, they're smart. Everything outside of that, the Kardashians, I couldn't care less about. Uh, but I love that she got turned down. I think uh, yeah. that's the best thing ever. And Pete Davidson getting, I, I was so, I laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> Money doesn't buy class. I would no, just love to have like a camera inside the, their, their, you know, mansion and just the, the insanity that ensued when they got the email saying no. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, plates yeah, yeah. Being broken. I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of hoping it was delivered like by like an eagle or something, you know, like carry a pigeon a across the Atlantic. <laughs> just dropped it off there, dropped off the note saying no. And with a wax <laughs> seal. Took a massive mangy duck dump on him and then just kind of got out of there. Listen, why you got to bring that up? That wasn't fun. <laughs> that wasn't fun. That was that was a bad that was, experience. That was awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> and I had a I I tried to I had a dollop on my on my moob. <laughs> mayonnaise. Um, so okay, so uh, so people like the royals. The queen is going to be around probably not much longer. Yeah. In fact, I would be willing to bet she may even abdicate soon. Where she's like, look, I'm I'm I need to hand this over to somebody. I'm Maybe ni- I'm ninety six. Yeah. Well, maybe considering that um, her father, you know, died relatively early in life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, she's, uh, the yeah. queen mother lived to like 100 and 102 years old. So she could have oh, another six true. or seven years left because she she was, uh, you true. know, yeah. She, she's got the longevity. The genes are there. Never wow. in my life have I ever said King so-and-so yeah. un- unless I was being silly. You know, yeah. naming my throne in the bathroom or, or, or something. <laughs> yeah. or, Exc- um, or Excalibur, you know, wandering around. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Excalibur. Lord, Lord James Chunga. Well, okay, so Chris has seen this at Excalibur before. <laughs> yes, and I'm not, he has. I'm not really proud of it. So um, anyway, <laughs> uh, to have an actual proper king will be kind of fun. Yeah. Unless it's Charles. Do you yeah. think it's going to be Charles, or do you think I he's just going to pass it off to William? It's been mentioned for a long time that he's going to... He, at one point, he was going to basically take Camilla and just abdicate himself and let William and Kate take over. Oh, um, is that right? That, that was mentioned years ago, but I think uh, now there's more than likely he will take the throne. Because he's like 70, right? He's I mean, probably he's he's mid-70s, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's 96, he's 70. Yeah. So it's not like you need a young monarch that can rule for a long time again. Well, I also think that, you know, William and Kate are massively marketable compared to Charles and Camilla. Yeah, and oh, and speaking of which, didn't uh, Meghan and Harry... Oh, jeez, yeah. They got booed really bad, right? They're like really oh, did they bad. Really? They, well, they showed up for the Jubilee and it was bad. The, their own people were like, Tory Bob! I don't think he's a Tory, but... 
I don't know what Tory means. It just sounds. It's conservative. British. It's a party. Oh, is that right? it's Tory oh, is it? conservative. Not yeah. Tory bastard. <laughs> yeah. So the the actual news article of I've seen and the stuff on YouTube is they kind of came out and originally it was kind of applause and there's people clapping in the background. Then all yeah, of a sudden yeah, yeah. the booze kind of overwhelmed the clapping and they were being booed. Basically. Oh man, is that right? I'm, and, I'm surprised they're even at the jubilee. Like well, to, to be honest, like, I think yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah. were surprised because reading into it as well that you know overall generationally like the UK population has a very low opinion of Meghan Markle and, and yeah, even yeah, Harry sure. you know huh sure, sure. it's fascinating yeah isn't it cool it's yeah, uh, anyway, so different for us I yeah. hope people find this fascinating and there's not people yeah. out there going <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people like the Holmgrens are probably out there going I don't care about no royals <laughs> <laughs> me and my white feet come on man I got white feet I got onions to make <laughs> So I'm sorry, Holmgrens. I'm sorry, Holmgrens. Well, they're I love you guys. Monarch fans. <laughs> I, they, they, listen, the monarchy is kind of cool to some people. Okay. Yeah. Give me a break. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Let's uh, tell you what. Let's move on. We have we have a big. We should probably get the show started. <laughs> yeah. I was even going to do a chunk of update, and uh, and I didn't do a chunk of update. Oh, yeah. We went right into. Um, should I do a chunk of update? Yeah, I think you should. Yeah. yeah. I got made fun of. Yeah, I got made. I'm a grown ass man, and I got made fun of by a grown ass lady. Uh huh. So I was on a Zoom call, and this as part of my job, I have to do this. And if any of you have to do like the senior partner Ryan Peterson knows what I'm talking about. Um, a, a couple of you that are listening are lawyers, and you know, occasionally I have to meet with lawyers as part of what I do for my this job. Is normal business stuff, yeah. It's mm -hmm. contract lawyers, and it's getting contracts pushed through, and it's different things that I have to do. I, uh, One of the things I do, I produce live events as part of what I do, and there's contracts, and there's all kinds of stuff. And uh, I'm, on the, I'm on a Zoom call with a lawyer from one of these companies, and uh, this is like my ninth meeting with her. <laughs> right. Okay, I've met with her a lot. So you've, you've known her for a little bit? Several months. I've known her since like January of this year. Okay. And she, I guess she got to the point where she felt comfortable enough that she could say something. <laughs> okay. So I get on a call and she says, so Chunga, can I ask you a question? I, I want to ask you a question. I said, I said, sure. Yeah, go, go ahead. Her name is Sue. Uh, I said, go ahead. Uh, anything. I'm an open book. What do you want to know? She goes, do your parents hate you? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Keep in mind, it's a lawyer. That's fine. Wow. That's fine. I mean, that's, like, that's like a great opening statement. Yeah. Right? Do your parents hate you? And I didn't really know how to answer that question uh -huh. because I yes, see, I see your Boba Fett no, notebook go down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, what what am I getting into here? I'm only yeah. finds it funny that you know the the lawyer called Sue is making fun of you. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and I was I at first I was just going to go yes they do and just let uh -huh. it be and just let it end. But I didn't know where she was going with this. Right. Um, and and I was uh, I said, do my parents hate me? I said, Sue, that's kind of a weird question. Why would you ask that? Why would you ask my parents? No, of course my parents don't hate me. Uh -huh. And uh, and she said, well, did they know? I mean, what the hell, dude? This is the this this is what she said. Do they know? I mean, what the hell, dude? Uh huh. And a I lawyer. said, do they know what? what? Well, mm. did they understand what they were naming you? <laughs> <laughs> did they not get this? <laughs> So I've got clueless. Yeah, I've I've got. <laughs> hey Sue, watch the punchline. I've got um, I've got a, a person that helps me, and and she's on the on the call with uh -huh. me. You know, she's her name's Karen. She's helping me out, and, she, and Karen's like. I see Karen's mic go on mute because she's like, is <laughs> <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Try not to laugh because she knows I'm now. I'm just playing her right. Like so she's right. like, she's like, I mean, do they know what they named you after? And I'm like, what, what? Whatever you're talking about, I what? I'm sorry. Oh, so you're playing into it now? Yeah, I'm like, I'm uh -huh. a little confused. What do you mean? What? What did they name me after? You're Jimmy Chunga. I said, yeah. She goes, the food. <laughs> 
Yeah, because deep fried burrito was taken. I oh, wanted Jimmy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like full blown like, like lawyer. I'm so confused. Food. <laughs> I said, oh, like chimichanga. And she's like, yes. Like she's the first person to ever put two and two together. <laughs> and I'm actually like, no one's ever asked me this before ever. Uh, and I said, you know what the weirdest part about this is? I think they may have, but the weirdest part about all this is that I'm Scottish. And she goes, so they did hate you. It's better than Jimmy McChunga. <laughs> McGregor McChunga. Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, so so uh, wow. so she was like really. I could tell that this had been bugging her for like nine meetings, <laughs> eating, a, eating away for five yeah, months. So, like this is the one. Uh, this is the one where I'm gonna ask him. She just snaps. And 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 I said, Sue, let me let me help you out with this a little bit. And uh -huh. I see Karen's mic come off of me, and all I hear is gasping. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, it's a it's a stage name. Uh huh. Oh, why? <laughs> What? So I have to go through the whole the, thing. Again? I, have to go through, I said, look, it really is my name. It's not the name that, that my mom gave me, but it's a name that I've had since I was like 20. Yeah, like, I, I call and you Chunga. You yeah, know what I mean? No one, no one calls me by my real name. Yeah. This is my real name. Yeah. Um, and my entire professional network, you know, I was in radio forever. My entire professional network is still built around Chunga. So here at the big boy job, I'm still Chunga. Uh -huh. And she goes, oh, well, that, that makes, okay, I get it. So like your parents didn't do this then? <laughs> <laughs> Comes back full circle. <laughs> Thanks, Sue. Uh, not even now. <laughs> After all these years, I'm still, and to be honest with you, I kind of love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yes, you should. I'm still, I am still having fun with it. And then we get off the call and Karen's, you know, slacking me. And she's just uh -huh. like, that was, that made my whole day. <laughs> that was like the best thing ever. Just the confusion and just the bewilderment uh -huh. on that woman's face. Oh, man. At yeah. least you're not DJ Spumoni to 11,000 yeah, yeah, people yeah, in yeah, an yeah. arena. Yeah, it, it could have been much yeah. worse. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's really my chunk of update of that. And then uh, thank you, Chris, for the donuts. Yeah, yeah. man. I just wanted to say thank you very great. much. He brought over a bunch of Winchell's donuts today, which has been wonderful. Like a lot. Yeah. yeah. Shannon mentioned about um, a place in Henry. Anderson called uh, Friendly Donuts, I think. Friendly, 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 yeah. friendly. Friendlies, yeah. And yeah, Friendlies. So we drove all the way to Friendlies, and you know, you think Vegas is quite compact and small, but by the time you actually go to two donut shops and then make your way over here, it's like 60 miles. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's big as it, like the Salt Lake Valley. It, it, it took, we were yeah. like a, a half an hour late arriving. I apologize. You know, yeah, Winchell's was, are way better than Friendlies. I'm just going to say. Well, I'll be honest with you, we had a taste test, yeah. and, and Winchell's still won out. Yeah, Winchell's they, is they, they the are best. still the, the, the heavyweight donut champion of the world. I tell you what, there's nothing better than a Winchell's donut. And we've got pink box we've got uh friendlies we've got a bunch of fancy donut places here winchell's is still the best yep, yep. 100%. hands down so uh can i just tell you guys real quick before we move on because uh -huh. we, we have to thank our producers here really quick um I, I one of my favorite things to do is uh when when we go to dinner i have chris order the water so chris <laughs> will you do listen this is so awesome every time chris will you do me a favor and just uh, <clears throat> and just order the water as an american for me as an American. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because that's the best this part. This is what we do. Because they get confused when you say it like a Brit. You're like, I would like some water. And they're like, what? This so, makes this makes me so self-conscious. It's so, the weirdest yeah. thing. It, it, it breaks down like, a perfectly rational, hopefully, you know, normal person into a quivering <laughs> idiot because I'm so self-conscious because I say, I would like some water. Yeah, water. 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 Yeah. So, so as time's gone on, I have to ask Brent to order me water, which is... A little bit embarrassing, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, the age of like 40-something years old. Yeah. We were at dinner last night. We were at Sushi Roku, which <laughs> yeah, is huh. great, by the way, in, in the forum shops. Uh, it's a great, it's the best sushi in Vegas. And in not haunted. Opinion. 
No, I'm not like haunted. Joe's. Yeah, not haunted. haunted. Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful. You have a great view of the strip, and it's not as pricey as you think it would be. No, it's, really it's, it's a ton of fun. Best sushi I've had in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. So yep. I'd never been there. Chris is like, I, I need to take you guys to Sushi Roku. Yep. We're like, sweet, let's go. So we're there, and I notice the guy comes over, and he's like, well, would you like some water? And I see Chris like kind of wilt. <laughs> <laughs> and Brent's like, yes, we would like some water. And I went, aha. No, <laughs> damn it. This is going to happen. So so as an American, would you please do this? For I have to say it in a certain way. So it's like a statement. It's like a um, can I get a glass of cool, refreshing water? <laughs> that was amazing. I'm so glad. Do it again. Yeah. Do it again. Do it again. Cool, refreshing water. <laughs> yeah. I've been working on that for five years. It's getting better. It is. Yeah, it's getting. I'm going to blend in seamlessly when I get my uh, my uh, my citizenship. Ready? One more time. One more time. Cool, refreshing water. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell. Uh, yeah. Right. I, seamless. I, am, I am telling you, it's ab- it is absolutely seamless. <laughs> All right, so it's uh, amazing. All right, so we need to we need to talk about our producers here for a second. Um, I dare say, I think we need to have a jubilee for for the we producers? have a jubilee for the producers. <laughs> this is a jubilee to to thank our amazing Radio Rona producers. These uh, these are our, our Patreon producers. Yeah, and if you would like to join our Patreon family, super simple. All you have to do is just go to patreon.com forward slash Radio Ronan. I'm working on a bonus episode for June right now. It's the plays cool. into the Chungapola we're going to talk about here in a second. It's gonna be um, it's gonna be fun one. I, I think so. I think people are going to be mad. But well, I will I, look. I will tell you this: some of the answers that I've seen in the Chunga poll are going to be in my list. So I'll it, give me some faith. Then you're, you're okay. Oh yeah, yeah. All no, right, I, cool. I think people get it. So uh, these guys they pay a, a minimum of twenty dollars a month on up. Yeah, and uh, they are official producers of the show, which means they can submit stuff for us to talk about. In fact, we are talking about uh, we have some things coming up that we're going to be talking about that has been requested by the producers of the show. Hey, so and and headline D and D, which is also coming up. We have a lot of stuff that we have on the way. We're talking about Obi Wan. Uh, we're talking about um, we've got Splash Mountain news that came both both of which came from producers. Nice, and then headline D and D. So if you'd like to be a producer of the show, again, Patreon.com forward slash Radio Ronin. The Radio Ronin Show is produced in part by... All right, so these are all actually super producers. So everyone's going to be $25 and oh, nice. above until I okay. say otherwise. Yeah, so nice. Starting us off, we have Andy in the Pork Chop Express Daily. Wow, the Pork Chop Express. Uh, Panda's not... Do, do we know that one? I yeah, don't that's, know. Uh, that's Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's you right. Knew, yeah, 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 yeah. So Chris was screaming at his, uh, at his computer. <laughs> right. I do this a lot. Uh, we have Angela Jensen, but Buttface McBallnuts. Big hi, man. Hi, hi Buttface. Yeah. It's, it's... Oh, man. Okay, hold on. It's pronounced... <laughs> A null r- no I can't no, I, I can't no. I can't do that yeah. one. <laughs> what? Pat Alicia? That, what? that one's Pat that, Alicia? That one's rough. Is it a null rapist? <laughs> yes. That's what is that from? It's pronounced anal rapist. Yeah, I think it's from. Uh, it wasn't it's really from Arrested Development. Yeah, it wasn't really pronunciation that bothered me. Pat and Alicia Rhodes. Anal rapist. I'm gonna get canceled thanks to those two. No, no, no. This is. I think it's from Arrested <laughs> Development. Pat Jeez. and Alicia let us know. That was great. Those guys kick my ass. Yeah, I love every it. every time uh, they they should have their own damn. I'm show. I'm sweaty from that one. Yeah. Uh, at twenty five dollars a month, we also have Jeremy James, Jody College, uh, Joey Wakefield. Thank you, all of you, friends. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Kelly and the Freeloader, yep. which I love. Uh, Corey. Yep. Richens, the New Day podcast with uh, Angela. Angela, yep, she's still you, killing Angela. it. Yep. Uh, and we have Shane K. Daniels Jr., our former guest host. He yep. killed it. Uh, we also have Tire Factory Point as Tire and Auto Service and American Fork. Thank we can't you. call him a former guest host. 
Oh, he's he said, alum. Yeah, because we put the name back in the no, hat. It's not like he goes back in the hat. Yeah, he's not so like, not, not, like back he's not, uh, not allowed to be back. Sorry, Shane. He's, he's a guest host. That's, that's right, yeah. And then uh, wrapping us up at 25, let's see, we have Wookiee Noises in the Dark. At 2501, we have D-Dog and Nanny Pants, Just a Walk in the Park, Kaczynski. Just a walk in the park. Is that Top Gun? Is that Top Gun? That's uh, that's uh, Tom Tom Kazansky. Kazansky is it? Yeah. Yeah. Ice it's Kazansky's Iceman. Ice Everyone's Man, gonna yeah. hate me. I haven't seen Top Gun like all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces. What the first one? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, the first one. No, we gotta talk after this. I know, right? We, we've got some time before Bash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We should, we should do it. Um, people are saying, have you seen the new Top yeah, Gun? Yeah, I, I went to watch it in IMAX with Bren on last Tuesday. What did and? you think? I thought it was awesome. You did. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a lot of a bunch of fan serve. It's a bit cheesy in place, but it hits the mark perfectly. I think so, you should expect that out of out of Top Gun, though, right? Well, the 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 original was kind of cheesy, but everyone was totally. That's the whole okay point. You yeah. expect what to expect from the first Top Gun, and Top Gun Maverick just follows on. It's really good. Even I shed a tear, a little a tear in my eye. Oh, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not that kind of a guy. No, I'm not. But it kind of you know, it, it was it was just a. It's a, just a fun movie. Just go check it out. Yeah. Nice. So okay. So I th- th- a couple of things. Number one. Variety magazine said that this is the best sequel to come out in any movie in 30 years. Wow. When, 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 when did so, Aliens come out? Because that's one of my favorite sequels. 86, I think it's been longer. It's probably okay. longer probably than yeah. 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 Okay. Maybe it's, a bit longer. It's a dang good movie, then. Yeah, and grown men have been moved to tears. you got to bear in mind, it, it's a Bruckheimer and Simpson movie, so long as you know what you're getting into, so you've got, like, uh, They Were the Rock and, you know, Lethal Weapon. Yep. You know, you know what you're going to get, and you're going to enjoy it if you enjoyed the first The movie one. knows what it is. Yeah. They kind of, you know, you've got Lucas and Spielberg. These guys kind of took the, the notion or the idea of a popcorn movie and put it on steroids. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's actually great. And that's analogy. That's a good analogy. The other okay. thing is, is Kenny Loggins and Tom Cruise met each other for the first time only a couple of years ago. Really? Kenny they, Loggins did Danger, Danger Zone and had never met Tom Cruise. And Tom Cruise had never met Kenny Loggins. That wow. just doesn't seem right to me. Can well, you imagine that dinner? You know what uh, I mean? <laughs> that's just, insane. No, it's just weird. Huh. Yeah. No, but and the, awkward. The, the new movie kicks off with, you know, Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone, the first song. Oh, it doesn't really? Uh, yeah, so Kenny Loggins is involved in it as well, but also like Lady Gaga did some of the movie for it, music right. for it as well. There's right. a whole bunch of people involved, but yeah, you start with K-Log. <laughs> that, that's cool. K-Log. K-Log. I've never heard that that's before. Sweet. That's what the kids call him, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, at 2505, we have Riach. Yeah, thanks, Riach. Yeah, at 2525, we have Splendid daddy paying for MCAT because she hardly works anymore. Yeah, she she, she, she don't do shit. <laughs> That's, but I love her. MCAT, we love you. She's a, also a guest host. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at 2550, we have at Cork the Dog. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah. At 2551, we have Ben Booth, the Badger Man. I like Indiana. It's from Indiana uh, Jones. Yeah. Yep. 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 And thank you. At, thank you. At 2552, we have Brian Booth. We named the dog Indiana. Yeah, and they did get it right. I yeah. went back at you. Thank you, Ben and Brian. You guys are awesome. They made fun of you. Uh, at 2552, we have Matthew. At 2555, mm-hmm. we have Denver Robbins Creative. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be on a pirate ship. When? Like two, three weeks? A couple, couple weeks. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yep. We have to buy you a pirate hat. <laughs> no, I, could I, get you an eye patch as well. Yo, I absolutely. Oh! Good thinking. Can you imagine trying to film with an eye patch on though? No, no, no. Yo, oh, you, oh, oh, I, I, I want an eye patch. I want a peg leg, and I want you know like a whole cap, Captain Jack Sparrow like kind of Captain sight with the dreads. Can I get yes. an inflatable oh, parrot yes. that keeps deflating like yes. the Pink Panther? <laughs> yes, that, that's a must. Uh, let's see here at twenty five fifty five. We have Duke and Duchess of Worcestershire are proud to support five shows a week. Yes. Woo! Uh, thank you. Can thank I, can you I very much. It's oh. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Hold on. The Duke and Duchess Actually, of Worcestershire. 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 If you're in Boston, it's just Worcester. Or Worcestershire. At twenty six dollars a month, we have C. K. Dexter Haven, aka the Derelict Scrum Master. Yes, thank we you. We want to make Mr. this Haven. happen. We, we we don't know who you are though. Yeah, at, at twenty. I, I insist. 
Yeah, Chris. Wow. Well, insist. Okay. A Brit. A British just told us. Yeah, you have to. It's got to be done. <laughs> yeah. At $28 a month, we have Stephen, everyone's favorite, Ross. Yeah, I, I mean, don't. Uh, I don't disagree with that for true, a second. Yeah, uh, at twenty eight oh two, we have Doctor Gills Rails. Thank you, man. I, I'm glad his name wasn't Marion Ross because then I would have to maybe disagree. <laughs> some of you will get that reference. Some of you will not. That was very. I'll let you figure it yeah, out on your good. own. Chris got it. Well played. Yep. Now at thirty dollars a month, we have it's your Prince of Goblins, Chandler. Hey, thanks, dude. <laughs> thanks, man. Thanks, Chandler. Uh, also at thirty dollars a month, we have Nikki Larson. Uh, mm-hmm. We have Ryan Peterson, mm-hmm. five day Gender Wars camp. Oh, champion. You went right past Ryan Peterson, the senior partner. senior partner. Ryan but, but he's a five-day gender war champion and recipient of five hundred dollars from Chunga. Whoa, really? Yeah, that's, that's Ryan. You you were a gender wars champion, five, Ryan. Five-day champion. Yeah, that's five hundred bucks. Yeah. Wow! Congratulations, that, 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 man. Nuts. I I uh, I had no idea <laughs> your stock was already extremely high in my world, dude. But now, now you're fa- you're you're like family. Hey, yo. that's very cool. Uh, at thirty thirty, we have Charles Chagney out in uh, in Switzerland. Yeah, which is awesome. Yep. Uh, at thirty one dollars a month, we have uh, Travis and Amanda Shields. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. At thirty three thirty three, we have Sid M and Scott. Yeah, that's Captain Rudebeard and Aunt Sid, and they added another one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they added Scott. Hi, Scott. <laughs> Uh, Glad you're there, Scott. Uh, at 3535, we have Krista Proud, Navy Mom Windsor. Thank you. Yeah, very uh, true. At 30, uh, 3608, we have proud member of the Friends of Ghost of Michael Jackson fan club. Yep. Ben Gunn. I like the Queen. Hello, Queen. <laughs> Bring me my Legos. I'll see you soon, Queen. Oh, no. Diana said, hey. <laughs> it's too soon. It's too soon, Di. <laughs> She's like seen, bubbles. Have you seen my blanket? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris's face is bright. <laughs> I was like, don't say see you soon. Don't say see you soon. Yeah, Chris yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I'll see you soon. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. No. If she dies next week, it's on you. Uh, yeah. that's probably, it'll be all my fault. Yeah. The whole country uh, will hate me. <laughs> $37 a month. We have uh, Rebecca and Eric with Pop Culture Pumpkins. Yeah. Get your orders in now. Did you see the Mickey Mouse pumpkin they posted? I did. On and, the, and the R2D2 one? Damn. Did, did you see the, uh, the, the, the the sorting hat, the Harry Potter sorting hat, and the Dobby one? No, no I haven't no. seen that one. No, it's ones that, um, the custom ones that um, Rebecca did for, for Brent for family. For, like, oh, thank really? you. Yeah, we got them like, last week. They look amazing. Eric you got them last week? Got them last week. They look absolutely fantastic. Oh, so cool. you took advantage of it. We said, hey, look, don't wait. Because it takes uh, takes Rebecca Becky as we call her mm-hmm. takes Becky a long time to yeah, get these like done. Yeah, it's like forty plus hours. It's like yeah, a week's worth yeah. of work. Yeah, it's, yes. uh, the detail ones are really. If you if you want if you want one of these, okay, they're not real pumpkins. First of all, they're yeah. We get that question a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, she carves their their um, foam pumpkins mm-hmm. or plastic, like some some styrene or some some yeah. sort of foam pumpkin. They're heavy duty though. They almost mm-hmm. feel like they're resin. Yeah, and uh, I've got a chunga pumpkin back here that looks insane. When you light it up, I, I she's brilliant. And we keep it up all year and, long because they, they just look amazing. Oh yeah, it's in the studio here. Yeah. It's, it's right next to the mixing board. Yep. So uh, if you have, if you want a custom like a Marvel pumpkin or a Star Wars pumpkin or Harry Potter, as Chris said, mm-hmm. call her now. Pop culture pumpkins. Look them up on Instagram or on Facebook or whatever, Do and get it. in touch with them because you're going to run out of time. Yeah. Now that it's um, warm, that's now over it's, halfway to Halloween, so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, and then wrapping us up here at thirty nine ninety eight, we have Jaron Cahoon out in Alabama. Yeah. So speaking of Jaron Cahoon, we're going to be talking about Jaron here in a minute. Yeah. Because he he kind of he took us to task a little bit, and and normally when people take us to task, my response is you. <laughs> but 
<laughs> I actually think he's right. He's all the way right. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that here in a second. But yeah. before we do that, um, I'm working on a bonus episode. We, we talked about this in the last show. Uh, thank you, by the way, to our to our producers, patreon.com forward slash Radio Ronan. Go sign up uh, because you get this next episode. Yeah, it's and all be great. the other, all the past episodes as well. Yep. So um, I, I, I decided I wanted to do this. I've never done this. I have never done this before ever. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do a list. I, I'm still trying to decide if it's going to be top 10 or top 15. It's going to be the top alternative songs ever recorded yeah and you and you pitched this to panda and he's like you are insane he's like how how in the I, world I are you going really to do hard this yeah to do that he's like if it's not top 100 you're yeah you're nuts okay here's the criteria that i'm that i'm going to use it's going to be cultural impact it's going to be album sales it's going to be mtv interest oh yeah um mtv is going to be a factor as it should and, in that time. um and it's going to be um it, that doesn't mean all the songs are going to be old mm-hmm. uh but it's going to be impact on on culture impact on the genre and just impact on society as a whole okay okay so that's that's my criteria cool. i hope that makes sense to people yeah no i like it i like it and uh i asked the question in the chunga poll i said what are the uh what, what do you think the best alternative song ever recorded is we got some good answers well i and and some of the answers we got are answers that i was going to put on my list yeah so, so. like even starting us off we have a uh, greg west says under the bridge from red hot chili peppers they even play it on classic rock stations now so yeah which is does, does it belong on a classic rock station no, no not at all it absolutely does not red great hot chili song peppers. though uh and it was a seminal album for the red hot chili peppers a masterpiece chris too actually said hey there we go hello my didn't say that to <laughs> uh for me it's love will tear us apart from joy division and then runners up would become as you are from nirvana and blue monday from from new order yeah. all three choices excellent Ooh. uh joy division very i wonder how many people remember that joy division was new order minus yeah it was ian curtis yeah so uh, uh, ian i see i didn't even know yeah. that huh. so uh yeah let's see uh, brian booth says i would have to say good riddance uh time of your life from green day it's still played at graduations reunions at, at all the time plus it's one of the easiest songs to learn on the guitar that pretty much everyone can play which that is a good point no that is that no that is like wonderwall gets a lot of attention because of that uh ken krueger the golden voice of radio ronin says uh i'm with angela i mean i'm with evil twin on this he says i i guess she had the same answer uh under the bridge by the chili peppers oh nice yeah so chili peppers Pretty they got good. a lot of love yeah. in this list. They got a lot of love. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Mindy Downing says, Don't you forget about me from uh, Simple Minds. Okay. Great yeah. song. Great from song. From the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Yep. Seminal. I had a, uh, a lengthy discussion with Bran last night at dinner about the Breakfast Club and what a powerful movie it was for that generation. Oh, that's cool. I've only seen it one time. And to be honest, I didn't like it. Don't tell Bren. <laughs> uh, but I only saw it one time, so I need to, I need to go back and watch the breakfast. Club I'll watch again. it with people, you. Yeah, people are thinking uh, right now. People are screaming at their at their radios <laughs> or their phones or whatever. Uh, Susie Moore said, uh, "I know you're asking for the best, and I would have said Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit." Um, that's uh, you know I, I would assume that that's taken now, but I would say all the small things from Blink One Eighty Two. Ooh, that's a that's a yeah. I listen. It's if you're talking song. about impact. You're talking about time. That was a huge song. I just remixed it at a gig today. Yeah. Like, yeah. All the small things from Blink-182 was, it's 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 tough because early 2000s, I think a lot of people discount alternative music in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And they want to go back to the early 90s or the 80s. Yeah. I think it's a great song. Well, they say, like, punk's not alternative. It absolutely oh, is. Oh, I know, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Adam Hunsaker says, Depeche Mode, Personal Jesus. Um, 
that has to be up there. Yeah. It, well, Depeche Mode, you think it would it would have to be up there. You, we you're had, screwed doing 15 or 10. It's going to be tough. Yeah. There, and people are going to be mad. We had a whole bunch of people. Alan Horrocks, Denver Robbins. There were a lot of people that said everybody wants to rule the world from Tears for Fears. In fact, if I had to pick a winner out of this whole list, the most responses were for everybody wants to rule the world, Tears for Fears. Yeah. And I'll just, uh, you know, I'll just put that out there. That will be in the list. Oh, as it should. Fears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World will be in the list. I just don't know where it'll be placed. Okay, cool. Uh, and that had been decided before I did this. Yeah. But that was definitely the winner out of out of that list. You can go check out the list for yourself. It's right there in the Radio Ronin Fam Facebook group yeah. and on our Radio Ronin Facebook page yep. and in all of our social medias. Like, I, I got some on my page and yep. Instagram. Twitter, Instagram, everything else. The Ronin Instagram. Fam have good taste. Yeah, it's really polarizing because um, I, after I put down, like, Joy Division, I actually checked yep. out online, like, top 10 Right, old songs, yep. and most of them were a hundred, like NME, like New Music Express, the magazine yep. in the UK, which is a great magazine. Great magazine. Yep. I did not disagree with one of the selections in the top one hundred. Oh, you're kidding me? No, huh. all, all a great, fantastic. So songs, anytime huh? like Rolling Stone does this, I'm mad. Yeah. It, they do something, and I'm just it's you're, okay. Yeah. It's going to be like something from Fish. You know, or yeah. something. Or and it's just some intern that's making the list. You know what I mean? They, it's did, like, they did the 100 greatest songs of all time, and Smells Like Teen Spirit was number what? one. Yeah. It was they, number it, one. It was on the yeah. enemy list as well. It, what did, was it number one yeah. on that list? And that as was well? my pick as well. So. Yeah. That was your number one pick, Smells Like Teen Spirit, yep. the number one alternative rock. I yeah. Will it be on my list? I don't know. Mm. I'm gotta, not sure. You got to listen. I, there's only one song that I know of for sure that is going to be on that list, and it's Tears for Fears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're screwed. <laughs> I, it's going to be tough. Uh, it has not been a pleasant experience to this to this point, and I may have to add five more just because I can't do it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Chris, uh, how, what did you feel about everyone's responses? You went through it. You obviously commented, so you went through and read them all. What did, you, did people get it right, or did they get it wrong? I think so, because obviously you guys stipulated it could be anything from... Um, you know, pop punk, more right. punk, mm-hmm. you know, right. just general old, like your nine inch nails all the way through to kind of like your uh, new new wave. Yep. Yep. And there was a whole bunch of stuff on there. Like I like Spandau Ballet Gold as well. That, you know, that, oh, that, yeah. that, that, that's a great song for me. It brings back a lot of memories. But personally, right. to me, it's important. But to other people, it's like, yeah, it's kind of dumb. But, you know, well, anything, anything by Duran Duran, you know, back in the mm-hmm. day, Thompson Twins. You know, there's the new, a lot of the stuff new that, romantic era of new wave music, though, which was Roxy Music, Duran Duran, Spandau Ballet, Wham!, Mm-hmm. Uh, Wham! Yeah. It's easy to forget that Wham was actually an alternative band. Bands, yeah, oh, that's crazy. Back to think in about the day, it. yeah, those new romantic bands, especially in the UK, they dominated the UK and then they dominated the world. It all came out of the UK, and it's easy to forget that for people that weren't around when when Duran Duran reigned supreme, mm-hmm. it's hard to even fathom that that was the case. But there was a very long, about I would say probably a six year span where the new romantic bands Roxy Music and some of those new romantic bands they dominated everything Jeez. like mumble rap now that's what new romantic was oh, okay okay back back in the day wow. it's crazy huh. yeah so i would say spandau ballet you know like a true or gold or one yeah. of those damn yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we had a ton of responses. We will no doubt have more responses by the time the show airs. Go check them out. Just go read them yeah. and uh, and see what you think. And then we're going to be doing a bonus episode once Panda gets back, yeah, which will be uh, soon. We'll be doing a bonus episode, the greatest alternative songs ever recorded. I just don't know how long the list is going. <laughs> Good luck. You're going to need it. All right, switching gears. So Chris uh, and Chandler and I have been to Disneyland numerous times together. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots and lots. 
Uh, Chris is a Disney fan. Have you been a lifelong Disney fan, or is this something that Bren brought up to you? Nah, I'm more of a recent convert. I didn't go to Disney probably until I was in my mid to late 30s. Oh, oh wow. Okay. So, right. you know, Bren's, you know, the Disney the Disney fiend and the, and the relationship. Um, and, you know, I enjoy spending time with her. And go went to Disneyland, and, you know, it's just kind of, over time it's grown on me. It's now, you know, I love yeah, Now you're place. a fan. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. You're, you're a legit Disney fan. I'm actually fan. a magic key holder now, so, you know. Yeah, you are a magic so, key yeah, holder. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, is, uh, which is apparently pretty rare to be <laughs> a magic now, key yeah. holder. Yeah, now it is. It is now. Um, so, you're yeah, you're a magic key holder. You're going to re-up? Are you going to re-up as a magic key holder? I think so, because it's kind of like, a, I think I explained to you guys about the Green Bay Packers now, that you have to put your kids on a waiting list for like 50 years to get them to be able to get a magic pass or a magic key or whatever they rebrand it in the next five years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, am I going to give that up? Absolutely not. Yeah, I, I think smart we're, we're going to yeah. renew as well, even yeah. though I'm pissed about it. I'm still going to renew just because you don't want to not have one, right? Well, the whole mm-hmm. point is they're not going to release any new ones, then you're going to lose out. If you right. want to go to Disneyland, you'll be back in, you know, with the regular trying to get a day ticket and your mm-hmm. reservation, and at least you're going to get what treated a with, a, well, a little bit of respect from Disney by having the, <laughs> the top tier key. A little bit, just a little bit. Can, can I just tell you, even having, even having the problems with the, uh, with the dream key that we mm-hmm. have, um, well worth the money. For well, how much we've been? Free parking, thirty yeah. percent discounts on some stuff, twenty five percent discounts on food and other stuff, um, and and yeah, you have to make a reservation. It's a it's a pain, but we go every couple of weeks. But well, you've got to remember, and, you guys are dream key holders. I'm an enchant key holder. I'm like third class scum. Oh, you're a at this point in time. Oh yeah, we're like way down the he's list. He's in steerage. Yes, he's he's dying in the uh, Titanic. He's, I, not, he's not getting out. No, he's, 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 I am he's not getting a lifeboat. I, I am full on Jack. I ain't yeah. making this one. Yeah. So uh, so what is it? You're, you're locked out all summer then aren't you yeah pretty much i think there's some uh, limited dates in june there's nothing in july and august then we're probably going to go back in september yeah well huh. we're doing oogie boogie bash and yes. we're, we're taking panda so panda has committed to come with we're us we're going to show him the best time <laughs> yeah and get him some cool refreshing water cool refreshing water so here's a, here's the thing we've got a lot of disney fans obviously listening a lot of magic key holders and things like that and, and we had a lot of people there was a statement this week that came mm-hmm. out and many producers, many multiples, uh, they posted one. We had one guy post in the group, and then we've had a lot of other questions about it. Yeah. And people have been posting all over the place that Splash Mountain is going away in 2024. Yep. They're, they're finally doing the conversion. They're doing the uh, Princess and the Frog conversion. Yep. Um, and people are mad. They're very angry. They, there was a petition on change.org that went around that is, I think, nearly a million signatures. Yeah. People that are saying, we've signed it. Uh, did you sign it, Chris? Uh, I think we signed it, yeah. You did sign it. Did, uh, I think it was one of the, the, high, the biggest, like most popular, you know, change.org yeah, yeah, petitions the ever. Biggest. Yeah. I, I think it was two change.org. One, one was about Amber Heard not being able to go in Aquaman <laughs> 2. And the other one was like, uh, you know, the Brer Rabbit, you know, staying for uh, Splash Mountain. Yeah. So it's the weirdest think, thing. But wasn't the Amber Heard thing, like it was a petition to replace Amber Heard in Aquaman 2. With, Correct. With uh, with a guy that plays Saul in Better, in Better Call like, Saul. Bob Odenkirk? Yeah. <laughs> or was it John Cena? I can't remember. Uh, it was too, someone yeah. funny. Yeah. I remember. Or like Steve Buscemi or something yeah, weird like that. Yeah, replace Amber Heard with with somebody funny yeah. in Aquaman too. <laughs> but other than that, Splash Mountain has got this huge, huge buzz around it because Disney has said we are going to be replacing uh, Splash Mountain in Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. And everybody said Walt Disney World and Disneyland. There's a couple of different uh, kind of rumor mill gossip pages that I follow that give that give the news. And having the sources that Chandler and I have at Disneyland. Yeah. Um, 
it's weird because a lot of times these guys are wrong. So sure enough, they the, one of these pages came out and said they're changing again in Disneyland and Walt Disney World. And I went, eh, no, they're not. And they had to come out and issue an update that said, oh, update, Disney, um, the Walt Disney Company refuses to confirm that they're changing it in Disneyland. Right. Which, and, and you and I have been kind of toying with this idea back and forth, because if you look at, like, Guardians of the Galaxy versus Tower of Terror, yep. out on Disney World, they have Tower of Terror, and people love it, and, you know, they took it away in Disneyland, and people absolutely hate it. So I was like, yep. well, I wonder if they do one, all right, the woke people, they get their ride. Do you know what I mean? They're yep. like, all right, we please them, but then yep. the diehard Disneyland fans still get to keep Splash Mountain. Well, I think the, I think, here's what I, the, this is the rumor, I'm just going to share it with those of you that haven't seen it in the group, because I, I posted it there. So, just quickly, if you're not a member of the group, Go sign up for the Ronan fam group. You get uh, stuff ahead of time yeah. a lot of times. Lots of new people came in over the uh, weekend. Yeah, and thank you for joining. Um, this is what I'm hearing, and it's just rumor, and we'll just move through it quickly, and then we'll go off to the Obi-Wan Cool. Stuff, okay. Uh, Disneyland will not be getting, they will not be converting Splash Mountain. Okay. This is the rumor that I'm hearing, and, and, and ultimately, I want to be very clear, I don't know that they've actually decided. Yeah, I think they could still change their mind. I don't think a decision has been made, but here's what I have heard. They want a diversity of attractions in the different Disney parks. So they want unique rides in Hong Kong, unique rides in Paris, unique rides in Shanghai. They want unique rides in Disney World mm -hmm. and then in Disneyland that you can only get in that, like the Matterhorn. Mm -hmm. right. You can only get it at Disneyland. Or like the Tron ride. I'm a huge Tron fan. I'm like, I don't want to go to Disney World. And then I saw the Tron ride. I'm like, oh, we have to go. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? I'm they like, have, right, they take they my they money. They have one in Hong Kong or Shanghai. They have it somewhere they're doing else. One in Shang, I think it's Shanghai with the Tron ride. And yeah, they're going to yeah, do one yeah. in Florida as well. And so. they've been working on it for years. Three yeah. years now. Yeah. Three years and counting. Oh my gosh. Yep. So, and then you have Mickey's Runaway Railway, which is in Disney World, and then they're putting it in Disneyland, mm -hmm. but it's not in any of the others. Right. And that's going to Toontown, right? Is that the one in Toontown? Yeah, it's, it's Toontown, a huge yeah. building in the back yeah. of Toontown. Mm -hmm. So, this is, this is what they're trying to do kind of across the board, is they want unique attractions that are only available at a park or a couple of parks. Frankly, it's a smart idea. You know what I mean? It's a good idea. So, the rumor is, is that they're going to change Splash Mountain in Disney World to Princess and the Frog. Some people speculate it's because they're mad at the governor, Ron DeSantis. And so they're oh, they, because yeah. he accuses them of being so woke. And so now they're like, well, we'll show you woke. Middle finger. We're yeah. going to destroy Splash Mountain. Aha! Yeah. So, ah, cha cha cha. <laughs> so, uh, it, Splash Mountain in Disneyland, the rumor I'm hearing is that it's going to stay the same. There's okay. a couple of reasons for it. It's going to be incredibly expensive to change it as is, To it's smaller than the Disney World. Splash Mountain, uh -huh. it's smaller, it's uh -huh. different. The The track is different, the attractions inside, the scene, it, all the scenery is different, mm -hmm. and it's making it more troublesome. Mm -hmm. But they're also saying that they're going to be expanding the park. We all know this, yeah. right? We've yeah, talked about true. this. Yeah. They're going to be expanding Disneyland into a new area around the hotel, and they're going to be adding attractions, mm -hmm. and they're going to be adding new rides and different things. And because they're doing that, they're talking about putting the Princess and the Frog ride there. Yeah, Keeping I Splash think that's Mountain, smart. And then so so you were talking about how the quote unquote woke people get their ride and um, and Splash Mountain is saved. Um, that's what I think is going to happen. You're going to mm -hmm. get the best of both worlds in Disneyland. Now, I don't know that that's been decided, but that's what I've heard. No, and I think that's smart. And, and I do want to address one thing because there's some some girl viral on TikTok that did a thing. And it's like, here's everything that's like broken in Splash Mountain in Disneyland. Uh -huh. And they, they it's like a big laundry list of like all the animatronics and things that aren't working. And it's getting a ton of publicity. And she's like, it's because they're going to redo it and do Princess and the Frog. And it's like, well, look how long pirates look like total crap. Do you know what I mean? Oh, they, yeah, they just don't time. have the, the, the manpower right now. 
I don't think that has anything to do with the actual conversion. There's uh, a lot of stuff they need to do. Tomorrowland's in bad shape. Yeah, they, uh, the subs just barely got done. That Pirates was that for a long time. They've got a lot of stuff that they want to do in Fantasyland. They're expanding Disneyland. They're working in Downtown Disney right now. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of things that are going to come first. I don't. I look. I'll just put it this way. I'm rarely wrong. I, I am every once in a while. But well, with our sources, yeah, it's. I don't think they're going to be changing Splash Mountain in Disneyland. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to happen. I think they're going to leave it and then do a separate ride. And and that way, people who want Splash Mountain, they can go to Disneyland to get it. Yeah. And it's still there. Best of both worlds. It's yeah. the best way they can handle the that's, situation. That's what I think it is. Okay, so yeah. I'm going to move past that quickly. Because cool. everybody wants to talk about episode three with Obi-Wan. Holy Ooh. crap. Can I, can I get my spoiler three. warning here? Um, yeah, I'll tell spoilers? you what. Get, well, before I do that, Jaron Cahoon has been heard loud and clear. <laughs> yeah. Jaron said, hey, I've put in to be a guest host. I need to come on and talk about this. We damn near called you to come on this one. Yeah, with Chris. Yeah, We're going to have, because Chris is so knowledgeable about all this kind of stuff. I think we're going to have Chris, but Jaron, we will have you on on a later show to talk about upcoming episodes. Yeah, we okay. need to, man. Yeah, for sure. So thank you, Jaron, for your feedback. So, um, all right. Why am I putting such a big deal on Jaron? Because uh-huh. we did, we reviewed the first two episodes, you and yeah. I uh, and Greg. And Greg hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> He's in Greece. He's watching SpongeBob in German. It, it, it's, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a thing. It's tough to do. So uh, we we loved it. Now I want to be clear. We said it was fantastic and we loved it, but we had we we kind of picked at a couple of things. Yeah, we we uh, we looked more at the negatives. And I that. had a couple of I had a couple of small issues, and Chandler had a couple of small issues. These were small issues. I, I was not a fan of the Riva character, uh-huh. um, not because of her skin color, but because I felt like she was underdeveloped. And her performance wasn't great. Right. Um, That was probably my biggest complaint. And Jaron came back and said, I think you guys are being too picky. Yeah. And after we did that show, after we recorded that show, I was kind of, I was thinking to myself, I wonder if we were too picky. Well, you you and I were talking and it's like, I think with it being Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan is like on the level of Luke. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's, hey, he's not hey, the, easy for my generation. He yeah, is. Yeah, though. Okay. All right. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I think this a whole series is being put like on a pedestal that's so high that it's like, no matter what they do, we're still going to be like, I don't know. But that's it, become, okay. So you bring up something. I'm, I'm going to wait. You bring up something yeah. very important. Chris, uh-huh. what did you think of the first two episodes? I really enjoyed the first two episodes. Um, yeah. But like you guys, the scale was right. It felt like a big kind of epic, epic blockbuster movie broken mm-hmm. down into six individual parts. It's kind of continuous where the Mandalorian's more of a mini series. You know, yeah. ev- it like it's like Gunsmoke, things like that, where you get an, an episode every single week and things would reset and you'd see next, you know, it could right. be over six months, it could be over a year. Mm-hmm. Right. But this is going to be continuous all the way through this kind of story with the Obi-Wan saving Leia and kind of yeah. you know, the adventures they get up to. Yeah, yeah. And, by the way, spoilers, spoilers. The scale was good, the CGI was good, you got a really good grasp of the universe and the size of the universe that right. Star Wars sits in. It didn't feel like a TV special It didn't at feel all. like a TV special, yeah. yeah. And I, I really enjoyed it. You know, like I said, we had the same kind of beef with, with, with Reva being kind of an undeveloped character. But oh, you didn't like, you, you, you had no, the same it, thoughts. she's kind of like got kind of the Ben Solo kind of, you know, you know, kind of feel to it. Spoiled. Spoiled and titled, kind of like, yeah. oh, I've got an axe to grind and, you know, I'm a bully and yeah. we just don't know why. And it's just, I think a bit of backstory would have really helped us to engage, you know, what, you know, what her crosses with, with Kenobi, but we just never find right. out. Mm-hmm. So all of this we all agreed with. I, um, I, I were far from alone, people that were thinking that the Reva character wasn't that great. Yeah. Um, episode three comes along. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And... 
there um it i it took me like chandler and i watched it three times in one sitting and then went back and we just sat in silence after the third time it took me a minute to process everything that happened in episode three now yeah. if you have not seen it do not listen to this part <laughs> just fast forward <laughs> to headline dandy yeah yeah at this point just like fast forward, just ten minutes, fast forward five minutes ten minutes um here's here's the thing there it blew my mind it was great I think so many people, because this is your point earlier, Chad. Uh -huh. People love to to kind of pick Star Wars apart. It's now become the fabric of Star Wars. It, it, yeah, it was that way in this in with the original movies. Mm -hmm. Can I just tell you, people speculating about why Darth Vader did what he did, or why Luke chose what he chose, and was Luke going to the dark side? Why was Luke drooling after he cut off Vader's hand mm -hmm. in Return of the Jedi? What happened? And there was all the speculation about all these different. There's a lot of symbolism, and there's a lot of Easter eggs in every Star Wars film. Right, lots. And I think a lot of it was missed in episode three. So episode three blew me away. I thought it was great. A lot of people hated it. What did you think, Chris? I was in basically two camps. When I first watched it, I was, I liked it. I thought bringing Vader back, the first, you know, the first pieces of Darth Vader being reintroduced into the the, yep. the series was great. Mm -hmm. Right. No, trying to give any spoilers away. Well, no, <laughs> wait, no, wait, no, wait, we're, we're talking that, spoilers. Yeah. No, 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 so anyway. Vader's in it. So in Vader's in it, and the, the start of the it's very, very intense. It's and then it kind of scales back massively from being this kind of worldwide Obi Wan chasing across the galaxy to try to find yep. X, Y, and Z. And then this one's a lot slower paced. It's based in one place. Yeah. It's drawn over what feels like a 24-hour period, so to speak. Yep. Um, there's a ton of Easter eggs. Lots. But the slowness of the pace and the general kind of soundstage felt small. Yeah. A lot smaller of a universe in the world. Mm -hmm. I was a little bit annoyed. I even text Chandler and he's like, what do you think? And I'm like, I'm still trying to process it. But I'm not sure if I'm annoyed by it or I really enjoyed it. And then it cuts so, to me and I'm and like, that's right. what the hell? Are you no, serious? Like, you weren't alone. There were a lot yeah. of people that were in that case. Yeah. So then I, had to, I kind of defended my position. I'm like, well, the issue isn't with the, the series, any way, shape, or form. The issue is with me uh -huh. and my expectations and the IP that I expected to get from Kenobi. Right. I was expecting grandiose, just throw as much money as you can, Disney, to make the it. Intellectual the properties. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the IP, the yep. property. Because, you know... And it didn't quite meet my expectation, but maybe I'm the realization I've come to is my expectation was wrong. Well, you've had 40 years. I've had yeah. 40 years right, of Kenobi video. and reading the novels, the canon novels, the right. latest novels, video games, the video games, games yeah. everything. And I just set my expectations up incorrectly. And now I've come to the terms that I know what the series is going to be about and how it's going to go, and the general scale of it, and the character definitions, and the descriptions, and their overall backstories. Right. I'm going to be good with it, but it's taken me watching it three or four times to kind of get to, to come to get yourself in check and be like, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm -hmm. what I mean. I just gave my ego a bit of a check because I'm like, how dare they? And it wasn't the case. Well, I was just there was, there's a couple of people. There's a couple of things I, I think people got really wrong. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, in fact, Chandler got it wrong. Uh, oh yeah, at first, yeah, yeah that's right. Um, they were like, well, why is Obi Wan so feeble? Why is he just so terrified of of mm -hmm. Darth Vader? He he's already beaten him once. He was the guy who trained him. Uh, why is he all of a sudden so mm -hmm. terrified? Oh, because he's so weak. He hasn't used it. No, no, no. no. I, think, I think all that was missed. A lot of people missed that. Yeah, that's they, what I was thinking. They, I'm like, oh. I, and Chandler's like, well, geez, he's just like, he's so feeble and he just can't, he can't even. And like, I no actually match. like that, though. Yeah. I, was, I was like, this, this is, is actually cool to see Obi-Wan like this. Yeah, because he's a beaten man. At this point in time, the start of the original, the, the, first, the, first, right. the first episode was like, we lost. Mm -hmm. Right, and he hasn't touched a lightsaber in ten years. He's cut himself off from the force. He's lived in a cave. Right, he's you know he's been speaking, trying to speak to Qui Gon Jinn and Yoda, and, and nobody's responding. Nobody's talking to him. He feels completely isolated, and you know 
24 hours before, and he found out that Anakin Skywalker was still alive. And he needs help. And he needs help. I do think the beaten man thing, I didn't know how legit that was watching the first two episodes or if he was just that focused on just taking care of Luke. Yeah. I think you're I think you're right. I'm still I'm still kind of wondering on that. Mm-hmm. But that's where everybody went was, well, he's a beaten man. Vader's been, you know, in just completely invested in this and would be much stronger. There's a key thing that I think everybody missed, which was he told uh, the girl to take Leia, whatever her name was, oh, the yeah, rebel yeah. spy. He told he said, get Leia to that ship and get her out of here. I'm going to lead him away. So people are mad. It's like, why does Obi-Wan keep running away? Why is Obi-Wan not really fighting mm-hmm. back and really kind of only defending himself? He's not really fighting Vader. He's just letting Vader kind of swing at him. Right. And then he'll turn off his lightsaber and he'll run away. Uh-huh. And, and a lot of people went, well, he's just terrified. He's so scared. No, he's leading him. He's taking Vader away from Leia, his daughter. He's keeping Vader from knowing that Leia is close. Because if he gets close, he's going to know. He's one and step ahead of yeah. everyone. Obi-Wan is. Obi-Wan is one step ahead of everyone, including Vader. And you said that to me, and I was like, oh, He knows my the gosh. brief. He knows what he's yeah. got to do. And he knows, for, for the last 10 years, his entire intent is to make sure that Luke's looked after and nobody finds out who he is. Yep. Right. And and now he's got Leia right in his possession. He's got to do the same thing with her. And uh, that was so unintended. It's really deep, you guys. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. There were a couple of things. I thought it was masterful. And I thought that there were a couple of things that were given away. Darth Vader only using one hand. I kept bringing that um, up. I'm like, he's toying with Obi-Wan. Like, cause he's, want, mouse. he's wanting Obi-Wan to suffer like he did. So he's like, he could take Obi-Wan at any point if he wanted. He's like, I'm so not going to kill you yet. I'm that's, just what gonna draw, that's what he thinks. I'm just going to draw this out as much as I possibly can. And that's right. why everyone's like, well, why didn't he? You know, it's like, guys, no, he's playing with them. They, they're playing with each other. It's a it's cat and mouse cat and thing. mouse for both of them. Exactly. And neither one of them may understand that. Uh-huh. And so good. There, I mean, there were a couple of problems that I had. There was one. It's ticky tack. Please, Jaron. <laughs> listen, this was a great episode and I loved it. Uh-huh. So here's the thing. Uh, it, to me, you brought up Gunsmoke. You brought up a, an episodic Western. Yeah. The, the episodes one and two felt to me like they were shot on film. Episodes mm-hmm. one, one and two felt like it was like a seventy millimeter epic. It felt like it was you were watching a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Episode three felt like you were watching a Star Wars TV show, similar to the Book of Boba Fett. Not in terms of the story, not in terms of the acting, but in terms of the set and in terms of the way it was shot. Yeah, it, it, it felt like it was shot on a red camera or an Ari camera. Um, it, it was definitely an Ari is what, is what yeah, they, okay, they filmed okay, on. Okay. Um, but but the wake, because knowing film and, and staging and things like that, I could tell, I can see right where the reshoots happened because, oh, you know, you and McGregor's been very vocal about wanting practical effects and practical sets and everything. No, no CGI. No CGI. I don't want unless, any of that. Unless you can't do it otherwise. And everyone knows the Mandalorian set is very advanced, but it's still very CGI as yeah. far as the scale. You know, you're on a soundstage. Right. It's very small. And you can see where Obi-Wan's kind of going through the village and, you know, Vader's killing all the people. That's an actual set. But the and once they get to the duel, that's all the Mandalorian soundstage. That's where the reshoots happen somewhere down the line because there's no set pieces. It's just like a, a ditch burr, like a berm. And which, I dirt. which I don't, which I don't, I mean, it's maybe weird. you're right. Because they had him at Leavesden, the soundstage that they leaked the, the footage uh-huh. of Anakin, Hayden Christensen in the black cape. Yeah. That was at Leavesden. It was. Mm-hmm. But so, it doesn't mean they, they filmed a whole section there and it didn't work. And, and they had to go to the Mandalorian out in LA, set and, and film it. In. You can dip in and get something put together really quick on those stages and that's 
why they're awesome. But you can easily tell the difference between the two. And I was like, oh, that's the Mando Sand stage. So full disclosure, these live events, I was telling you I produce live events. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the company that I that I do this with, they're very tight with Lucas. Yeah. And a lot of the video work that we do is done on that stage. Yeah, the, on the, the one in LA. The Mandalorian stage. Yep. Um, is shot uh, at, at, at Skywalker Ranch. Mm -hmm. And um, I can spot it immediately yeah. now. I can, I'm like, oh, that, that's it. And, and you're right, Chandler. A lot of that was filmed on the Mandalorian set. And it looked like it. Yeah, and I don't know if it was intentional and or if those were reshoots, but you you could tell. I was I was blaming myself like Chris was doing. I was like, I know that set. I know what they're doing. Uh -huh. And it ruined it for me, but I don't know if anybody else noticed. Yeah, no, from what I've seen, everyone everyone mentioned that. They're oh, like, did they? Because eh, okay. I haven't kept up, so I didn't know. If Everyone's could, like, did you tell Chris? I think, well, yeah, because to me, it was a scale, like I said to you guys, it feels like a huge movie, the first two, and this, the, the third one just felt like, hey, it's, it's a small scale. Yeah. It's filmed over a couple of acres, yeah. not over an entire planet. Right. Yeah. But I think that Jared is 100% correct. What he's saying is that stop looking into this stuff. Stop, just enjoy the stop story. Yeah. And enjoy the story. Yeah, and enjoy he's the, right. Enjoy he's the right. character development. Yeah. Enjoy kind of where it's going to go with Vader, what's going to come next with Kenobi, you know, yeah. where, where's he going to take this because... The guy you see in episode four is not the broken down guy you see in this episode. So a lot's got to happen right, within over the next few episodes. Yeah. And can I just say one thing that I absolutely loved is James Earl Jones is back doing the Vader voice, which and I it sounds, love. sounds ah, better than Rogue One. He sounds great. But here's the thing, though. This is the thing that I love. And I want I, this is like really ticky tack. And I love it is if you listen to the way he delivers those lines, you could put Anakin in that position and it would be perfect. Do you know what I mean? Without, because Vader talks very different in the, you know, the original movies. The uh, way those lines were delivered was like he was Anakin Skywalker again with the Vader voice. What do you know, Chris? I, I well, have an, I, I, I have an idea of how it I, happened. I went full nerd on this one and I actually watched all the titles at the end of the episode. Uh -huh. And it says James Earl Jones as Darth Vader. Yeah. But yep. it also has Darth Vader's voice by Respeacher, which is a company that does the regurgitated, does the computer analysis. It's AI. Which it, it, it is the AI. So part of it was James Earl Jones, because I know he's like, he's what, mm -hmm. 90, 92, 93? Right. And the delivery, and I think the re-speech had a lot to do with getting the tone to match Anakin. Yeah. Okay, so this is what I think they did. Um, I've, I've worked a little bit this way. Mm -hmm. So Chandler caught on to this, rightly so. Yeah. So this is what I think happened. Similar to what they did with Mark Hamill, I think they had Anakin recite all of the lines, Hayden Christensen recite all of the lines, and I think they fed all of that audio into the re-speecher, and then they did a deep fake with James yeah. Earl Jones's voice to match Anakin or Hayden Christensen's He's got a, delivery. Agreed. Very yeah. unique delivery. I think that's yeah. why, and it worked. Perfectly. I was like, yeah. he sounds like he's Anakin with just the mask on. I don't think unreal. James Earl Jones voiced those lines. I think it was the re-speecher with old James Earl Jones dialogue. Which he should still get the credit for at the which end he, of the which episode. Yes. So. Which he did, but also in uh, Book of Boba Fett, re-speecher did Mark Hamill for you, young, young Luke. Yep. 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 So. And you can, kind, you can kind of tell, but there was a, a viciousness and there was a, a speed and, and a, uh, an aggression yeah. that really only Hayden Christensen had in Revenge mm -hmm. of the Sith that came through in that and I thought it was brilliant. Oh, I yes. thought it was freaking so out. good. And one yeah. other thing I see I, a lot of people were pissed about is like uh, Vader uses the force push to push the fire away in Obi-Wan mm -hmm. and then the, the girl from Game of Thrones shoots at the barrels and now he can't get through the fire again. Yep. To me there's a little bit of an Easter egg where she shoots the first stormtrooper before she blows everything up. All the stormtroopers behind Vader turn and start except freaking Vader. out. Except Vader. He's focused on Obi-Wan. He's playing a game. He, he's in it for the long haul. If he yeah. wanted to get Obi-Wan he would. Uh, that's the way I look at it. The, the only thing that I didn't like 
and people are going to be mad at this uh-huh. because it was like the key moment of the movie. Uh-huh. I don't like that he drug he he dragged Obi Wan into the fire. You don't like that? Well, nah. I thought it was. Oh, I loved it. I, I, I thought it, oh, I, I like loved it. it. Yeah, I thought it was kind of cool because yeah. the noises that you know Obi Wan makes as he's been dragged through the fire is similar to what Hayden Christensen did at end of right. episode three when he's kind of trying to crawl up and I hate you and ah, you yeah, know, yeah, they, yeah. They kind of mimic that. So it's basically Vader, Anakin getting getting his revenge, getting his kicks yeah. from putting Kenobi through pain. So you know, I'm going right. to do to you exactly what you did to me. It just shows right. how dark he is. Yeah, yeah I, I loved it. I, I thought did, it was cool. Yeah, all of this is right. Uh-huh. Look, you guys are every, every, every single part of this is right. Um, I don't, I, I just, it's a little too Marvel for you. No, it wasn't a little too Marvel for me. I, I just think that it was a little bit too, if he was going to do that to him, um, man, I struggle with this. Like I struggle to even find the words. If he was going to do that to Obi-Wan, uh-huh. Um, why wouldn't he just walk through the fire when the droid grabbed Obi-Wan and took him away? That's what I'm saying. He's he's in it for the long haul. It's the I, he's it's letting the him go. Mouse. Here's the thing. I think I think Obi-Wan is one step ahead in certain areas, and I think Vader is one step ahead mm. in other areas. I think Vader wants to chase him. I think he wants to feel hunted. Yeah. He wants he wants Obi-Wan to be on the back foot and to know that he's chasing him and he can't So he hide. just doesn't want to kill him yet. No, and he wants to track it out and okay. do the psychological game. And if they that, dropped a little, if that happened, then I'm okay with it. They dropped yeah. a little hint like Vader only using one hand throughout the entire fight. He's just playing with them. And Obi Wan's well, doing the that. exact I, I, same. No, but I said that, and uh-huh. I was I was thinking that that was all the case. But it was just that final thing mm-hmm. where it was like, yeah. to me, I'll, I'll tell you what it was. I felt like he left him in the fire a little bit too long, and, and knowing what fire does to, to people. Oh, that that's fair. Yeah, you know, if you've ever seen someone set on fire, I have. Um, yeah, it, it's or someone who is on fire. Mm-hmm. That it's quick. You yeah. know, they're, they're not on fire long before they're, they're not yeah, with he, us anymore. He was in there for a while. You've got to bear in mind. Like, he was flipping him over yeah. like he was a, a T-bone. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, well, you don't stay in that fight. He would have been dead. This it, is, that long, he would have been dead. This is the Star Wars universe. You can't take right. the physics as, as face value, you know, yeah. a, a first yeah, yeah, and yeah, third yeah. degree burns in this. You know, God knows what that material was. He combusted. And so once yeah. again, don't look too much into it. Yeah. Enjoy the After moment. After all, when Anakin caught on fire, he burned pretty damn fast. Oh, yeah. Very fast. He was a crispy critter in like seconds. Yeah. And yeah. you got Obi-Wan in there like he's in a hot tub. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so that's where I had the problem. That's fair. That, yeah. That's totally okay. fair. And it was for dramatic effect I totally get that it was for dramatic effect and they were trying yeah. to prove a point That's and they were an trying to show too. So, yeah, yeah we, we spoke about when she reignited the, the rocks and then the, you can hear like the overdub with the stormtroopers saying oh we can't get to him it's impossible and then yeah. he, they pan out there's like a 10 foot gap either side that they could yeah, have walked around, around. <laughs> so just enjoy the moment and it's right. a story Right. Yeah. It's a story. Well, we say this we say this about old Bond films. We and and let's be honest, Star Wars, it is the fabric to bitch about stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, it yeah. is the fabric of what and it, and and that's not a new thing to to new Star Wars fans. It was like that in the seventies. It was like that mm-hmm. in the eighties. Now the prequels um, for sure. And <laughs> definitely the prequels. Yeah. And if you look at the prequels now, they're beloved by people. Yeah. yeah. You know, some yep. people don't like them, but for the most part, people have embraced. They've come yeah. around to the prequels. So uh, I love Obi Wan. Don't get me wrong. I this is not negativity. I thought episode we watched it three times in a row, and I thought it was amazing. It's just those ticky tack little things. I did. I felt like I was watching a TV show for the first time. The scale definitely showed that. Yeah, yeah. It, it did. That was my biggest complaint. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see more of Vader. A lot of people were mad because they think that's the that was the fight. They're like, well, that well, that was it. So they have no, confirmed. There's there's two fights. There's at least two that at least that two. we know of. Yeah, maybe like a, you know, maybe a Kenobi training montage in episodes five and six where he reconnects <laughs> to the Force and he's like, you know, he's like, you know, I have the tiger lift, plays lifting Jawas like on a bar and stuff like that. <laughs> Throws and, on a headband. Yeah, he's out on Hoth running yeah, with a, a bigger beard. That's it. Yeah. Be, be, <laughs> 
you know, and I, and I think yeah. it's going to come into its own. Um, yeah, yeah. But we just got to trust in the direction. You know, got to trust in you, McGregor, as executive producer. Yeah. I think we just got to trust that. You know, if they screw this up, they're going to piss off everybody else. And yeah. Star Wars fans fit into two camps. One is I'm a Star Wars fan, and no matter what they put out, I'm going to give it the time, the respect, and I'm going to understand it. That's definitely me. And you've got this toxic guys who will just bitch and complain online about, about everything, everything, yeah, about yeah. everything. So I don't. No matter what they I'll do, I'll bitch about stuff, but I, it takes me a long time to get to the point where I'll complain about. Mm-hmm. It. Yeah, like, I'll watch it multiple times. But you'll still watch it. You're not going to be on like Twitter and Facebook and yep. you know Instagram. Oh, no. bitching. We about still it. watch The Force Awakens yeah. all the time. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're fine. So. I don't watch Last Jedi and I don't watch Rise of Skywalker but, because that, that would just make me angry. Yeah, but Force Awakens, I watch. They're still fine. Yeah, yeah, but it's still yeah. going to be a good series. It's going to give us your Star Wars kicks until you know Andor comes along or yeah. another set of movies, whatever they figure out what they're going right, to do right. for well, the, the next three trilogies if they're going to do that. And that's true. The fun thing is they've the, this, this has been so popular that they're like, I think we're going to do a second season. Are, did they greenlight it? They, you know? There's rumors that they've yeah. already greenlit it. Who yeah. They just haven't announced it yet. I, they would be so smart too. Well, the thing uh, is, it's going to take them two and a bit years to make the next series anyway, so they've got to try to fill it with some of the, the, the Star Wars intellectual property in the meantime. Well, but they're what, doing Ahsoka. Yeah. They've got Ahsoka's in the works, and also there's talk about you know the stuff that's going to happen with Ahsoka and the stuff from, from well, Rebels. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You know, they just started yeah. writing Mandalorian season three, four, yeah. two. Yeah. So is it three? It, it's a lot. Is it four? No, three's done. And now okay. they're, they're writing for it. I got and confused because hey, the book of Boba Fett, you know. I got confused. What, what does that mean? Yeah, well, because yeah. there's so much Mandalorian stuff in the book of Boba Fett that wasn't relevant to the uh, the book of Boba Fett. There was yes. more Mandalorian. I'm <laughs> right. like, is that season like 2.5? It was kind I, of. As I understood, uh, it was. Yeah. As I understood, it was, it was the book of Boba Fett was a chapter within the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why it was it the book of Boba yeah. Fett. Yep. Uh, yeah, mm, okay. exactly. Anyway, uh, I'm excited to see the rest of the of the series. I think it's really, really good. I I hope that the Hayden Christensen gets his own Darth Vader series, which he's he's saying he wants to. He's pushing. He well, it's yeah. it's gone. As I understand, it's gone further than that. He's openly lobbying now to yeah. try and get one. The thing is, that so. the whole Inquisitor thing and Darth Vader uh, relationship needs to be explored because there's, there's yep. so much stuff there in books and comic books there's this a lot one. and the Fallen yeah. Order game is amazing yeah, the, the Fallen Order game there's also yeah. Fallen Order 2 coming you know it's right. it's gonna be huge and I think there's yep. enough there to keep the fans happy I'm if with they you. do do it no I'm I with love you. it I, th- I think it's uh, I think it's a lot of fun I'm enjoying the hell out of it and yeah. I'm glad that this is all back and yep can't wait for the next episode and and love that was uh, believe it or not one of the mo- more common questions I got about episode 3 was is it really Hayden Christensen in the suit why would Hayden Christensen do it if he can't see his face? It really is Hayden Christensen in the suit. He's trained on this for weeks yeah, to be the, able to play this thing part. Like months, it, yeah. And you can Even tell. In, yeah, in the interview with Hugh McGregor when he first, when, and it, it, you know, basically Hayden Christensen walked on set wearing the Darth Vader costume, walked straight up to Hugh McGregor. He said he nearly shit himself. Yeah, yeah. No, like, he, he said he was that scared by it because, you know, he's got the platform, whatever else. He's, he's pushing nearly yep. six foot eight at this point in time. Yep. And there's been that much leaked footage online of Hayden Christensen, you know, without the helmet on, just wearing like, the Darth Vader cloak. In and the, the boots. Suit, yeah. In the boots and everything else it's totally him yeah it you is can tell. and you can tell by the body language mm-hmm. there's a different level of aggression that you didn't see when the other guys were he's scary the stiffness yeah. of the whole kind even of thing in, even in rogue one they got the guy that was the uh the white walker the, the oh yeah the, yeah. the, the oh. leader of the white walkers i can't remember his name mm-hmm. he was the guy that played him in, in mm-hmm. rogue one and the mannerisms were totally different there too yeah he did good so. but yeah the hey christian he's terrifying now he's like, he's oh, better crap. Oh, he's way better. better than the others way better but that yeah. was part of the issue with episode three because 
people expected to see like the last scenes of Rogue One where he comes in and starts, you know, swinging, you know, um, rebel troopers but around. It's episode yeah, yeah, three, yeah. though. Yeah. It's it's not the end. Yeah, and you know that, what I mean. That's what people expected. Like me yeah. with the expectations. That you know, that's why. That's why they were bummed. That's why I was bummed about it. Yeah, because I expected that kind of level of aggression and, and Vader, but yeah. we didn't get that. We're only halfway. You know what I mean? We've uh, got a lot more to go. It's pretty exciting. Stuff. So it's cool. only six episodes. Yeah, six. Yeah, uh, yeah. halfway. It's not, not nearly halfway. enough. Yeah. Not nearly enough. All right, listen, we have headline D and D. Headline yeah. D&D is coming right up. Yep. Uh, but before we do that, we want to say thank you to our Patreon goblins, patreon.com forward slash Radio Ronin. A uh, huge thank you to these guys. These guys are definitely walking the walk. Uh, minimum, $50 a month. Yeah. And we'll start right there. So everyone's at 50 bucks a month until I say otherwise. There we go. Much, much, much thanks, especially right now. Uh, we are indeed very, very grateful. So Amy B and the Pinball Wizard, Jim, thank you very Hello. much. To our dear friend Amy B and her, and her hubby, Jim. Uh, Daybreak Aesthetics, I miss Daybreak very, very much. I hope you guys are good. Uh, Gina and Janae Green, uh, ladies. Uh, let's see. Her Royal Highness, Miss Jessica Terry. Hello. She's at the Jubilee. She's a Royal Highness. Oh, she's she, there. You, you know, know it. You know she got the golden invite. <laughs> yeah. Elbow, elbow, wrist, wrist. Elbow, <laughs> elbow, wrist, wrist. Uh, let's see here. Skylar Adams, the Mopar enthusiast. He he kind of gave you the what for. Jim. A little bit. He, he's, he's like, I was not making fun of your Mustang. Yeah, I know. I'm like, okay, all right. He's Thank making fun of it. We'll, yep. so we'll see it bash, dude. Uh, Taylor Casper, our good friend Taylor Casper, speaking of cars, he, he knows his way around. Yeah. Uh, sweet dreams are made of cheese. <laughs> Yeesh. Ben Pearson appears <laughs> in our modeling. We finished basements. $51 a month. He's our first super producer. Thank you very much, Ben Pearson. Uh, Marta Lords, $51.11 a month. Uh, listen, um, I have to do this. Yeah, I have to do I this. I think you have to. Mm-hmm. Have I ever told you the story? The tragedy of Martin Lord's The Ways? <laughs> do it! That wasn't yes! good. That wasn't good. <laughs> I'm happy have with it. I ever it. told you the story of Martin Lord's The Ways? No, it still didn't work. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'll tell you the story. I had to, I had to, yeah. I had to try it. Martha Lord. <laughs> Lord. Uh, proud Chunga <laughs> Community College PhD recipient of hundreds of promo only CDs. Thanks, Chunga. You are very welcome. Yeah. Tori. Uh, Tori Larson. Thank you, Tori. Thanks, man. Uh, 51.15 a month. I appreciate it, dude. Uh, Captain Lane Hilton. Captain Lane Hilton of the Unified Fire Department, one of the finest men you, me, anyone will ever know. American He's badass. 50, yeah. American badass. Lord. Oh, sorry. Lord, Lord and Lady Snarfingham, Lord and Lady Snarfingham, you should you should do yeah, it, yeah, Chris. Actually, should. actually, it should be you, Lord and Lady Snarfingham. Oh, I was hoping you'd do it as an American, okay. but that's Lord it. Lord and Lady Snarfingham. <laughs> thank you, me Lord. Thank you, me Lady. Fifty-two dollars a month, Jennifer Grant, the unicorn. Thank you, friend. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate it, Jennifer. I hope you guys are good. Uh, Fifty-five, fifty-five, Saint Shannon West. Uh, the beautiful, the holy Saint yeah. Shannon West. We love her. Uh, at fifty five, fifty five a month, uh, there is no holy going on in the life of one Ian Newland. <laughs> That's so true. Dang, uh, Ian, That's... I love you, Uncle Ian. Oh, yeah. it's Ian five six seven eight. Uh, 5678 I love you Ian thank you yeah. so much happy pride month to you man uh, Natalie Croft things change people change hairstyles change interest rates fluctuate Lucky Gutteridge top secret a Lucy <laughs> <laughs> tickles yeah, I don't have goes. my glasses on alright I'm sorry <laughs> Lucky that's uh, Lucy Gutteridge. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Natalie Croft. Uh, Ken Kruger, the golden voice of Radio Ronin. He's at 5777. King Richard. King Richard, 
the fun. <laughs> yeah. Rich Drew. Richard the fun. Richard the Lionheart. Uh, Richard the Lionheart. There you Drew. go. Now, there you go, Chris. Richard the Lionheart Drew and his awesome family. Happy happy 18th, Sam. Yeah. By the way, happy 18th. And congratulations on the graduation. Very much love you guys. Uh, Phil, so be it. Oh, sorry. Ooh. Oh, wait. Hold oh, on hey, a second. Hey, oh, oh, oh. So be it, Jedi. <laughs> Johnson. Yeah. See that? Yeah. That was good. That was good. That was better. That's one of my favorite lines, can I just tell you, in in uh, in Return of the Jedi. Uh-huh. And, and probably in all of the Star Wars movies, that was so perfectly mm-hmm. delivered. The way he delivered that, so be it, Jedi. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Jedi. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. That's that's one of the best lines in all of Star Wars, I think. Uh, I've really, really watched a lot of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve McKiff, Dr. Steve McKiff, if you're nasty, of McKiff Dental. Uh, well, I know all the guys you'd hire. Oh, wait, I have to reach in. Well, I know all the guys you'd hire to come after me, and they like me better than you. <laughs> yeah. George Clooney, Clooney. Yeah. Ocean's 13, yeah. to Al Pacino. Another great line. Yeah. Master Jedi and Chris the Brit, too. Is it weird doing it for your own name? Uh, yeah, it's really awkward. I think it was <laughs> the legend Guy Stones. That's uh, that's Poltergeist. Guy Stones. He made the sign, you know. Yeah, he did. Uh, it was a great sign. To our good friend Guy Stones, Greg West. He's a beautiful man with a beautiful name. <laughs> uh, the Butterscotch Panda. He's he's going to be back. Yeah. In fact, he's probably back by the time his show airs. I think he's, he's on a ferry. He's, he's probably just checking into his Delta first class amenity space before he gets his That's comfortable bed. That's the most depressing bed. thing ever. Coming back. Pissed. Yeah. Uh. Listen, it's, I'm so excited to have Panda back. Come home, Panda. Come home. Panda. We're excited to have you back, dude. Andre's mom and AccentDoors.co, officially the sponsor of the five days a week of Ronin campaign. Thank you very much. Thank you very much to Andre's mom. She's got it going on in AccentDoors.co. Much appreciated. DGH, that's Denise Godzilla Hunsaker to yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, DGH, so you want to make Godzilla our pet? No, we will be his. I don't know what that's from. Yeah, I'll, I'll Google that one. You Keep gotta going. find that I'll, one. Yeah, I'll look that one up. Denise, uh, my, my dear spirit animal, I don't know what that one's from. She's $100 a month, by the way. Damn. Uh, speaking of $100 a month, uh, our good friend John Kennedy, uh, Radio Ronin is the bomb.com. It's at Radio Ronin is the bomb.com. It's an actual website. Thank you very much, <laughs> uh, John. Uh, Steven Spank Murray knocked me out with a hockey puck. Yeah. yeah. Red Rock Heating and Air. Listen, you're in Utah and you have heating and air concerns. He's the guy you call. Red Rock Heating and Air. It's that time now. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, let's see. Bash is therapy. Bash is life. Bash is family. So I sacrifice my cheese allowance. I agree completely. Bash music. Chris is there every week. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Adam Hunsaker, the guy who is, this is his investment. He's uh-huh. hilarious. Uh, a very, very fun. One of the funniest Funny guys. guy. He's a former NFL uh, football player, by the way, yeah. for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Adam Hunsaker. Yeah. Uh, I believe he told me he wears a 6XL shirt. I hope I can say that. Wow. I hope he doesn't mind. He's, he's a big, he's big, man. Yeah. Well, he's I, terrifying. We did the t-shirt meetup. I actually sat down with Adam and we had a really good conversation. Oh, did you really? And he may be the only person in this world who's more sarcastic than I am. <laughs> and I was hoping I didn't upset him because he could probably put me in his pocket and, you know, just take me out of the place and oh, never yeah. see me again. So, uh, <laughs> he's, much love, Adam. Looking he's forward an to absolute again. badass. Yeah. And, and one yeah. of the nicest people you'll ever meet in your life. Thank you very much. He's 150 a month. Oh my gosh. $100.50 a month. Respect. Thank you very much. And it's nice to see some bash, you know, a bash mention. Yeah, right. In yeah. the Patreon. Thank you very much. Uh, every Saturday night, 9 o'clock Mountain, we'd love to have you there uh, hanging out in the chat box and talking to Chris and everybody else. Oh, yeah. Uh, just a girl, Jean. That's our dear friend, Jean Marie Hutchinson, who went and saw Tears for Fears at Red Rocks. So no. jealous. Uh, 111 11 per month. Thank you very much, my dear. I uh, hope you and your family are doing great. Yeah. 
Thank you very much. Uh, Semper Fi to Radio Ronan. That's Darren Phillips, the Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine. Yes. There you go. Thank you, you very much, so Darren. cool. All right, so Denise Godzilla Huntsaker, her, her quote is actually from Godzilla, King of Monsters. Oh, King of the Monsters? Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's what that's from. Is that, Chris, is that the one? I love Godzilla movies, but I'm not sure if I've seen this one. I think I have. This is the one from a couple of years ago that was, um, it was like King Kong. It was... Uh, King Ghidorah, it was Mothra, Mothra and Rodan. And, oh, Rodan. That's right. yeah, yeah. and, you know, he ends up kicking everybody's butts and they end up bowing to him at the end of the movie. And they he's had, like, King, 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 King Kong, was it? No, not King Kong. Um, oh, there, was, there was actually Godzilla versus Kong, which was right, the which most recent one from oh, like, yeah, 20, yeah, yeah. 2020. So, but. Uh, I think I can't remember if I've seen it or not. I I guess I'm just gonna have to go back and rewatch. It. <laughs> hey uh, Anyway, thanks. Okay, so Darren Phillips, a Marine, 120 dollars a month. Woo! Damn, dude. Woo! Thank you so much. Uh, we're very grateful. Yeah. Uh, speaking of grateful, keep it rolling, you glorious bastards. Yeah. It's anonymous. By the way, we have a new anonymous T-shirt in the Ronin store. It's live right now. And, yeah. And I may have ordered it, and it may not have arrived in time to be in Vegas. Oh, oh is that right? Do you really? actually ordered it? Yeah, because I completely ruined my uh, my kind of haunted mansion. You know, uh, baseball top, and I've ordered oh, a, yeah, a rep- yeah, yeah. replica with that on instead. Oh, nice. nice. Replacement, so. <laughs> so sales are going much better than the uh, previous anonymous shirt. <laughs> yeah, so, already. Uh, if you want to uh, take full credit for Anonymous's generous work, you can. I'm glad you. I'm glad you're taking credit there, Chris. Chris is I am anonymous. anonymous. Yeah, uh, evil queen, uh, or excuse me, evil twin, the queen of quench. Our dear, our dear sister, my dear sister Angela Hammond, uh, at three hundred and fifty-one dollars a month. Holy cow! It's a car payment. I don't know what the hell you're doing. I'm so grateful, though. Thank you very, very much to each and every one of you for um, making the sacrifice that you make to help keep this thing going. Yeah. uh, As part of our Patreon fam. Um, Okay, so it's time. It is time. I have the spreadsheet. The time has come. And Chris has to get to a dinner. So I I hope we can do this in time. Are are you okay? Yeah, we're good time. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll blame we'll blame you. We're having a great time. So <laughs> why spoil it? So, right. and, and you're going to be live in Bash Music. Yeah, in in Bash in HQ. studio. Yeah. I'll be in, in studio. studio. I'll, I'll yeah. be witnessing the magic in person. So excited! Okay, oh, yeah. I pulled up the spreadsheet. Spreadsheet is open now. Here's the way this works. Uh, Chris, were you a, were you a D and D guy by any chance? I was not. You were not. No, I actually see people play, but I didn't think I had. The, I had ADD as a kid. I didn't got the patience to learn how to play D and D. I lived for it. So, and I still do. I love it. D and D headline D and D is what we call this thing. So we have a ten sided Dungeons and Dragons die. It has ten sides on it, and we have eight stories. That means there's two open numbers. We have a good number and a bad number. So we have a one. In the game of D and D, a one is called a critical miss. A bad things happen to yourself. You go to shoot an arrow your elf is like i'm going to shoot an arrow and you accidentally shoot yourself in the foot that's rolling away <laughs> right uh then you have then you have a 10 in the game of D, that's a critical hit if if it's the top number on whatever die you roll mm. in this case 10 sided die your elf goes to shoot an arrow and you shoot five guys in the head because you roll a 10 hey and that's that's a critical hit and good things happen when you roll the top number so that's the same thing here you roll a one here in headline D, the show is over that's it no more chris no more chandler no more chunk uh if you roll and and the show ends immediately if we roll a 10 it's four stories instead of three and we can't roll a one there you go all right cool i have the spreadsheet here we go let us begin big money big money big money big money six six sean vaught sean vaught that's a cool name yeah sean vaught oh man oh wow this is uh thank you sean by the way for sending this Uh, in and I hope I pronounced your last name right. There was a, I think it was a Vo, soft, Vo. a soft G in there. <laughs> uh, here we go. Mike Tyson's cannabis brand is making ear-shaped weed gummies. 
Evander Holyfield is not happy. No, to be fair. No, to be fair. I think you probably want a cut of that. No pun intended. Yeah. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Miller submitted this one as well, so I need to give double credit to. Okay, okay. so Jordan, Jordan and, and Sean, Sean both, both, both submitted okay. this one. Yeah, uh, and they both may be on here. So uh, Tyson 2.0 launched Mike Bites. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is ear-shaped cannabis gummies. I launched uh, ear-shaped uh, marijuana edibles nearly 25 years after he was disqualified from the the World Boxing Association uh, for biting Evander Holyfield's ear off. <laughs> uh, I interviewed Evander Holyfield. Oh, wow. About that. And, and he said, I said, did you know what he did? He goes, no. All I knew is that my ear hurt really bad he goes i've never felt pain like that before ever i said did he bite the whole thing off he goes he bit the whole thing off the whole top of his ear he goes he bit it off and spit it out Uh, a lot of you can't really tell when you're watching the boxing match Uh that he did that but yeah he bit it off and spit it out did he have it you know reattached reattached or is he just got a hole is it like a big chunk missing if you look at evander holyfield's ears it's it kind of goes around and then it just kind of levels off do you know how we know that Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's they, true. They, Seriously. They, I, mean, I knew that, that before, but yeah. years missing. That's awesome. Uh, anyway, so if you want some uh, Mike Tyson uh, edible gummies, ear-shaped, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, I don't need to read the rest. There's a whole big, long story I don't really need to read. I think it's marketing genius. Oh, hey, it is man. marketing that's genius. So that was great. Okay, right. let's roll again. Big Here big we go. Big money, big money, big money. Rolling the die. Three. Three. Three is a, oh, this comes from Chris, too. Oh, jeez. Hey. Oh, Chris, too. I have no idea what this is. Um, all right. Well, hold on. I hit the wrong one. Hold on a second. It's probably oh. one of those ones that was way funnier in my head than it was when I sent it in as a Well, if it sucks, it's your D. fault. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll uh, apologize in advance. Thank you, Chris, for sending in yeah. your story. You're welcome. Um, all right. Barista hospitalized after holding in her fart for two years. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yes. An Irish... That's dangerous, man. <laughs> she didn't fart for two years? It's British media. Do they monitor it when she slept for two years? Uh, you know sure. what's happening. So, you know sleep. what's happening. It doesn't count when you're... That's what I say to my wife. It doesn't count. <laughs> when I'm asleep, it doesn't count. An Irish barista was hospitalized because she refused to fart around her boyfriend for two years. Her name is Kara Clark. Uh, She was at work last week when she developed a, quote, extreme stomach pain. Yeah, I would imagine. And she was rushed to the hospital. The 19-year-old said she was uh, that she had an infection and uh, would have to have her appendix removed before it burst. Now, this is according to the Irish Mirror. (laughs) She said the infection was caused by her reluctance to, quote, break wind around her partner and vowed to let it out from now on. <laughs> After two years, that probably blew the foam off your cappuccino. Oh, I mean, seriously. <laughs> Can you imagine? My God. My goodness gracious. That one's great. Yeah. And she's um, like, I don't want to be embarrassed. And now it's like, well, oh, yeah, a yeah, news article. Yeah. So this is the, uh, there. there's also a follow-up on this story. Oh, yeah? I don't know. It's uh, mushrooms talk to one another. <laughs> it's, it's the Irish mirror. A I'm not sure what found kind of that mushrooms talk to one another. Wow. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, Who knew? You never look at oh, armor the same way. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, well, let's do one right, more roll. roll. We roll. made it all, all the way through. Pick, what a pick, what a pick, what a... Nine. Nine, Taylor Casper. Hey, All right. This comes from our dear friend Taylor Casper. Hey, Taylor. Hope you're good. Uh, sonic workers flee from large snake found behind the fryer. I saw this. You did oh. see this. I actually was going to... I think I may... Uh, no, I didn't submit this one. You may have one. submitted this I one. May have, I may have... Like, uh, 
put loads into the machine. Yeah. I've got no idea what I've got, so I'm going to leave this one alone. Yeah, this one's, yeah, yeah. Uh, this this is, one's crazy. This is here on our side of the pond, Chris. It is, yeah. Brunswick, Georgia. Workers cooking burgers and tater tots in a sonic fast food kitchen fled after discovering an intruder hiding behind the deep fryer. <laughs> Brunswick Police uh, Lieutenant, excuse me, Brunswick Police Lieutenant Matthew Wilson found employees of the Sonic Drive-In huddled in the parking lot <laughs> when he arrived to investigate last Saturday. On the phone, they had described the culprit when they called the police as a brown snake with diamonds on its back. Oh, wow. And that's yeah. dangerous. That's I mean, dangerous. anytime you get a diamond-shaped pattern on a snake, you should be very, it's, very it concerned. Doesn't usually mean the venomous? Is that what yes. it usually yeah. yeah. I mean, not always. Sometimes it's rings. Okay. But one thing that you always know is if you've got a snake that's got a diamond pattern on it, just don't be stupid. Yeah. Be cautious. Go, go yeah. huddle in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> Depends if you got a cherry limeade to, to soap on while they wait for the police to arrive. Then I'd be down for Hurry, it. Let me finish my slushy. Uh, when I saw it, I could tell it was uh, it was just a ball python, not a rattlesnake. Oh, no, uh, okay. Just. It takes a cop. It takes a cop to figure that out, right? He not only removed the large, non-venomous snake, Chris, hey. mm-hmm. uh, but he also found it a new home with a friend who has a large terrarium and a fondness for snakes. I always wonder. I know we have some that listen to... Uh, Oh, no. To listen to Ronan. At what point do you decide, uh, I'm a snake guy. I think snake I'm going to have a snake. I don't know. That's kind of cool. I want an owl. They stink. Do they? Snakes emit kind of an odor. They stink. I hit one with a lawnmower once. Um, (laughs) Did he stink before or after? Yes. Yeah. So so there's that. But I think, you know, it's like having a spider. It's I'm a snake. Snakes don't bug me at all. No, I am not afraid of. I'm not a scared of snakes at all. Yeah, me neither. Spiders, on the other hand, no. You feel like a pet tarantula? It's like no, yeah. no, no. But no. like a twenty foot like boa constrictor. That's a lifestyle choice right there. It can, is. Can I just yeah, say yeah, I, was, I was on a date the other night and I was just going down the Vegas Strip and there was a lady with a full blown snake around her neck just walking the strip. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't like she was there collecting money. Not a busker, no. The, no, she's just, just chilling. It's just an accessory. She's like, nah, I don't want to leave my snake alone. I'll just take him to the wind with me. Yeah. D- I was like, did you well, ask her out or was it just awkward? At that <laughs> no, point? I just waved from my car. I was like, good choice and accessories. That was a drive-by snake in, I guess. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, can you not just get a kitty? I mean, what's that like? Can you not just... No, no, no. She, a, she had a kitty and the snake ate the kitty. Now she's got a snake and a kitty. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, a, a snake that size, that's a lifestyle. You're yeah. absolutely yeah. right. I'm, I just, I, I don't get the snake guy thing. No. Uh, yeah. Anyway, okay, well, listen, that's your headline D&D for today. Panda will be back on the next show. Woo-hoo! Chris, thank you so much, man. Oh, you're welcome. Thank it's been you so fun much. again. That was awesome. Thank thank you. Cheers, mate. You I did a great it. job. Uh, let's give some uh, some cheers to Chris. Yeah. Everybody. Uh, thanks thanks for doing the show yet again. Hopefully this one airs. Yeah, right. Well, hopefully when he press the non-record button, he doesn't collapse into a black hole of yeah, exactly. yeah, robot, yeah, yeah. robots drowning in it. Yeah, exactly. And Matt Smith, we'll, we'll catch you on the next one, man. Yeah. Uh, we'll get Feel you, back. Get well yeah, soon, you know, we Get so, well soon. Um, all right, well, there you go. That's it. That's a podcast. We'll see you, uh, we'll see you on Thursday, and we'll see you when we see you.